You wait to see it recording, and then you say it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know you do. Welcome to episode 49 of the Current Gen Podcast. This is part four, the final section, unless things go horribly wrong, of our Game of the Year debates. We're going to talk about our favorite story of the year. We're going to debate and rank a list of best story in video games and then best overall game. But we'll also sprinkle in a few smaller picks for some other categories here and there. But again, my name is Tim, here with Daniel, Kyle, and Jeff. Welcome back, fellas. Plotting for you guys are just. This is for me, not you guys. You guys are glut. You guys are gluttons for punishment, huh? You just keep coming back. Just love. (laughs) That that is exactly. This is what late night talk shows sound like now too. Like as Jimmy Fallon introduces the guest, it's like, welcome the great Dwayne Johnson, and then it's just him, kind of like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's just Tim standing there and smiling. Yeah, it doesn't have you get a bigger ovations than Dwayne Johnson. Tim just said it, it so yeah. it's Dwayne just has to go. Yeah, how's it going? I'm massive. I'm too big for my webcam. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Seriously though, how is that guy that big? He's just all shoulders, man. Uh, yeah, he's big. <laughs> um, Derek will be joining us shortly. We hope we'll see. Uh, some of you are like, good. We don't need him, but. Um, <laughs> Who's going to represent all the mediocre games we need. in the Game of the Year category? It's true. It's true. <laughs> we'll call him. We need Teague here. He's yeah. a uh, yeah. Friend, yeah. He is a mainstay. He's the foundation. He's the glue. All right. I'm done lying. Okay. So let's... Um, what kind of glue? Are we talking about sexual glue? Because... Yeah. 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 Is, is that, that a thing? Okay. That, that sounds pretty big. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Yeah. That seems counterproductive. That does not sound uh, like a good yeah, to what you want to be going on inside. Hey, that sounds like a really great failed shark tank. <laughs> I'm gonna pass. And you, you know, so, so, as soon as they stuck like to each other for like you know ten years or so, it's no big deal. Have you ever been in an intimate moment with your partner and thought, why aren't we stuck together? Well, yeah, we have the solution. Yeah. Do you love that movie with Matt Damon and Greg Kinnear where they're stuck together? <laughs> no, no one does. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one. Does. And it's Matt Damon and Greg Kinnear pitching it. So, um, all right. All right. Hey, by the way, you mentioned or we mentioned The Rock. I don't want The Rock. Just real quick before we get into best game stuff, I admittedly I was a '90s kid. Like so, '90s were when I was ages eight through 18. So like that was my most formative years. Were all the '90s. One of the biggest pop culture things in the '90s was professional wrestling. So I really got yeah, big into WCW, WWF at the time before they had to change it. Too, yeah. Attitude era all day, man. Um, yeah. So I was into it big time. So I've been recently watching through, and admittedly it's not the best series, but uh, on Peacock they have the Monday Night Wars documentary series. Oh, that dude, was on that, the, that stuff is so good. Yeah, yeah, it's really fun. If you were a fan of it back in, because I haven't watched it since 2003, maybe. That's like about I, when I, I quit. Yeah. I kind of fell off, and I checked in every once in a while, but like, nah. So I don't know who most of the superstars are or have been, um, but. The 90s, those are my times. Like, the N64 games were my jam. I loved it. Yeah, no Mercy. Mercy. Love them. No yeah. Mercy. Yeah. If they put No Mercy on the Switch, I would spend $100 on that. But anyway. <laughs> you heard it here first, Nintendo. <laughs> like, <laughs> But I've been watching through it. And admit it, they use a lot of the same clips and interview segments, which is a little annoying if you're binging it like I am. 
Yeah. Cause you're like, wow, I've already seen half of this episode because they're just replaying repackaged clips of other interviews, yeah. but it's still interesting, still entertaining. I love that stuff, man. Especially if you live through that era, it's not really a big deal when they repeat content because you're like, oh, yeah, I did love that part. So. I, yeah, yeah, it doesn't <laughs> matter to me like when when Sting had to pick which NWO faction to go to or when, oh, yeah, when Stone yeah. Cold finally found his personality. All that stuff is just oh, so fun. Yes, the Stone yeah. Cold generation was my favorite. Yeah. That's Attitude Era, yeah. That's, 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 WCW that's was stuff. beating the crap out of WWE there for a bit. And so then a long also, time, yeah. Like, two years man, so, yeah. like, you know what? We need to take this a different direction. We're gonna mm-hmm. up the ante. So yeah. anyway, man, did they ever? Those hardcore matches at that time yeah. with like hardcore oh, yeah. Holly and all. Oh man, that's like. Well, it's really cool to see Foley stories and... of like yeah, Mick Foley's story is really cool. I have a lot of admiration for that guy. Same here. Yeah, like I was like a failed like high school wrestler who just kept yeah. who just had so much heart and just kept on at it and just kept on hurling his body off of the freaking. Yeah. The cage at the top just diving yeah, I get, on. I get goosebumps when he talks about the story about that. And like yeah. when he goes back to the backstage, right? back Vince, Vince yeah. goes, never do anything like that again. And, and Mick would just, he remembers saying in his head, he was just like, I probably will. <laughs> and like, it's just, yeah. it's one of those awesome the top, stories. That... Down on top of a table. Yep. And then as the match continues, is back up there again and gets choke slammed through, <laughs> the, through it. the cage. Yeah, onto yeah. the mat. Yeah. Oh. He gave his entire body to that. Were, were there attacks underneath yeah. that, or was that a different match? No, no. no that that, that was tax tax were later in that same match. <laughs> in the, in the same match. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the the cage, my understanding was, I mean, based on the stories, the cage top wasn't supposed to break when he was choked. No, it wasn't. So he no, just went through and hit the ring. Yeah, when you watch the replay yeah. of it with his commentary, you can actually hear, you can see, oh, Undertaker isn't staring down at him like, take that. He's worried. Yeah. 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 Oh He's nervous that he just really hurt him. Yeah. Just anyway. one of the most legendary moments in like history. Not even yeah, so, yeah. so fun. If you were a wrestling history. fan, <laughs> if you're a wrestling fan, that's that's worth grabbing a at least a free trial of Peacock to There's bench. actually more more WWE stuff. Like their documentaries are really good. I highly recommend those, especially because all all of like a lot of dudes our age were watching yeah. it at the time right. that the documentaries are covering. Uh but Peacock just acquired WWE's like vault or whatever their streaming service their network yeah um so they're going to put a whole like bunch of content and then wwe is exclusively going to be on peacock only yeah um, they don't have a ton of them up yet but they have some of them and they're yeah. really it'll be march i think is the full rollout cool. oh nice nice so anyway i still watch i'm a dork wanted to share that and the video game connection is that i spent so much time in wcw versus nwo revenge loved that yes. game yes. yeah same here and then, uh, of course, No Mercy. Before that was WrestleMania 2000, which was a really good game. But then mm-hmm. WWF No Mercy was like the peak of the, THQ the wrestling games. Yeah, you can create your own wrestler, all your own customer. Uh, cu- you could uh, go in the back. You go in the back stages and stuff like that. Oh, it was so that fun. Yeah. Oh man, as like teenage Tim was having the time of his life with those games. Yeah. But all right, moving on. Hey, let's talk about. Because I don't know if those games are actually good. I just know I love them. Th- those games might be 7 out of 10s objectively, but in my <laughs> mind, they're 10 out of 10. You can't go wrong with those games. I don't care about the glitches or the problems or whatever. Perfect games. But when we think about games that we love, I don't care what everyone else rates them. That's where I like this idea that Dan came up with. Dan, why don't you give us the title of our first category we're going to do? Well, thank you, Tim. Uh, I'm not going to take all the credit. Uh, Michael Huber from Easy Allies technically is the one that's sort of I don't know if you want to coin this term, swimming in sevens, swimming in sevens. So basically an average game that is not necessarily average to you, but yeah. Metacritic wise is probably, you know, the sixes or sevens there. Yeah. You know, 
but uh, is there any rules like can we we probably shouldn't pick something that's like universally critically acclaimed i mean i i didn't know if we were gonna look on i actually was looking earlier on metacritic just to see what actually fell within the 70s um so i had jotted down three of them so what i did for this was i i think my highest rated one is an 80 on one platform and then 70s on the others okay i'm still i'm still counting it because we're not really giving it love in the main conversation anyway so sure so anything for the most part 80 and below i figured is fair game but 60 to 80 range yeah yep mm-hmm. i mean you can go below that if you want to but yeah that's the whole point of it is like pumping <laughs> up some, an underdog you know if if in your heart it's it's fun but average that's all that matters you know that's we gotta we give a shout out to our buddy thomas too because i forget who <laughs> one of you said i don't think there's a game that's been made that thomas didn't enjoy in yeah. some way shape or <laughs> And I well, love was, that um, about that guy. I love that he's way. able to, because he's been talking about this new werewolf game, and he's been posting yeah. about it, and I'm following yeah. those because I'm, I'm curious it. about this, game, and yeah. Jeff's playing it. Jeff doesn't like it at all, right? Uh, it's 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 like a fi- it's like a most the most five out of ten game I've ever played. <laughs> well, it's got fifty six as I think the highest Metacritic Ooh, yeah, yeah. average that it has. But I love watching Thomas's post about these things because he admits, like, hey, it shoots itself in the foot a bunch. It could be great, but it's just not. But I'm having fun with it. But he's mostly positive about every game he plays. Yeah. And that's hard to dislike. I think that's fantastic. I, I love that he's able – he plays through them, he sticks with them, and he gives us an accurate kind of thought His stuff review. is detailed. Yeah, his yeah, it's very detailed. detailed. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I love that about that it guy. It was uh, Bal and Wonderworld, He's so positive. Right? I, I long to be that positive, but, like, I have a lot of hate in my heart, so. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think the, yeah, the one that, That's the Balan demo that came out friend. recently that he was finding positives on was Bal and Wonderworld, which, yeah. I got to tell you, I played that demo on two different yeah. platforms, and it was bad on both, so. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. not even performance-wise. It's just not a good game. <laughs> no, yeah. not. That's, that's the thing. It performed great, honestly. <laughs> I thought it was doing good. what it meant to do. I thought it was real fun. bad on the Switch. Yeah. I tried it on the Switch on the TV and handheld, and it chugged for me. Oh, did it perform? Oh, well? okay. Oh, well. So it's I only did it shame. on PC, and it, and it played actually really, really PC, good. PC, it, it, looked, it looked good. It looked pretty good. But, the style was fine, but yeah, running around was just not fun. I don't I know if like it's just like that deal. first world there that's just kind of like it's like don't, why are you throwing me in some like farm like little. I don't know, man. Nothing that's happening makes sense, and it's nothing you're doing. It doesn't control well. Yeah, it just feels very PlayStation One while looking like a later PlayStation Three game. Like a it's like a licensed game that someone put out. Yeah, like it 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 feels like a place right. It feels like a PlayStation One, but it kind of looks like a late PS Three game. Like it, it just I don't know. Dude, yeah, conversely, that PS One licensed game based on a Pixar movie. That's kind of what gives me the vibes. Conversely, that that Werewolf game reminds me of a Three Sixty game. Yeah, well, there you go. Oh, there like, you go. the way okay. it looks and plays, I'm like, this this would be really good in 2013. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just bring it with you back in time. Right. And then be like, Most hey, reviews say that it's like that PS2, like PS3, Xbox 360, Xbox era of like, Mm-hmm. Like hack, like God of War style like you know like action gaming or whatever. I've yeah. seen some folks even. It'd have been great if that. it came out then, you know. But. Yeah, someone compared it to the 3D Castlevania that was not. Oh, low. that's a good comparison. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's some cool mechanics in it and stuff. Like I'm transforming into a dog and then into a werewolf, and I'm that's just cool. mauling people, and it's so bloody. Uh, there's some really cool ideas in it, but. Yeah, I was reading up on some a of the stuff like, about like the clan being or like they live around this like tree that they worship and like there's all this deep lore because it's part of that existing 
hmm. Vampire the Masquerade book series universe. Or like it's something? No, it's part of the Vampire the Masquerade universe. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so that, and that's got a lot of deep lore. So like, I hmm. I know of what I've heard. I don't know for a fact. Like, what I've heard is that the game has just like plenty of story and plenty of like yeah, setup and setting stuff. It probably so. just didn't have a, de- a good budget. Whoever, I don't probably know. Not. Who, I don't know who made it, but they Cyanide probably Cyanide Studios, I think. Okay. I don't yeah. know who that, who that is, what they've done before. Well, you know, it's interesting that we're talking about Swimming in Sevens because that it sounds like that game and Balan Wonderworld, those would kind of be in that same bucket where they're not unplayable, mm-hmm. but they just don't, they're not going to strike for everybody. Someone might play Balan Wonderworld and be like, this is perfect. I love the art style or whatever. Yeah. And that's fine if they love it. That's kind of what this category is for. Something that didn't click with everybody, but clicked with some of us. I just played a game that didn't really click with me gameplay wise, but I liked the story and that was the medium. I know that's 2021. Just finished it. Really enjoyed the story. I thought it was well done. The visuals are great. But gameplay-wise, it was like not even as fun as like one of those old... If you would go back and play an old Silent Hill game mm. now, you might think, well, it's gotten some nostalgia for me if you played it before, but it doesn't play super well. This plays similar to those, in my opinion. So Interesting. Well, there's no combat. It's all... there's, not, there's not really any combat. It's a little stealthy. It's a little puzzle it's like, solving. Yeah, but... it's, it's stealthy, hide-and-seek type of it's just puzzle not, It's just not my jam. It's well, the puzzle, the puzzles are kind of, and I, I'm really enjoying the game, but the puzzles, to, to your defense, are kind of like, get the thing that's here and take it back to the thing that was over there. That's like, kinda, so they're yeah. not really puzzles at all. <laughs> I kind of yeah, just wanted not to difficult. watch, the, the, I'll, I'll watch like a four-hour cutscene, I'll split it up into four episodes, and I'll just watch it. I just wanted to yeah. watch it. I, the gameplay, running around, you move really slow even when you're running. It's, um, it's a nice-looking game. It looks, nice really, it looks really nice. Ray yeah, Tracer looks good. good in that game. Uh, the true. lighting is amazing in that game. I, I think the, the the monster is properly spooky. Like uh, yeah, his, uh, the voice acting real cre- really creeped me out with the headphones in. It's like it's, yeah, it's Troy Baker. Yeah, he um, oh, okay. he's uh, properly spooky in that game, and like yeah, he's just like, like I want to wear your skin, you know? Yeah, and, like it's like <laughs> well, and his really and his the thing. modulation he, he modulates his own voice at times. That's just terrifying. And it's really yeah. good. Yeah, it's, really it's 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 proper. Like, those parts are creepy. You know, I I, I had a couple like uh, like oh moments. You know, yeah. but like uh, in general, like I I remember being like three and a half hours in and going, I don't think I've killed anything yet. Like I've right. <laughs> which I, I, I need to kill to something. Guy, but like I'm like, oh, there's no combat in this game. What, what's yeah. going yeah. on? But I'm I'm and actually not, really enjoying it. That that also. dev doesn't really make those kind of games, or they no, haven't. No, they're so. yeah, they're they're not that type of developer. Yeah, yeah. but um, the closest thing you get to killing folks is there's a couple sequences where you have to parry these attacks from these tentacles. Um, that's the closest thing you get to killing something, and if you parry it correctly, they disintegrate. It's the closest oh, thing cool. you get. Um, all right, so but as far as games from last year that are in the swimming and sevens category, I'll give you a couple of mine. We'll jump over to the rest of you guys after that. I um. There's a lot to choose from because I played a lot of games that I think other people will consider mediocre. That this past year had a lot that I really enjoyed. The uh, number one for me, though, based on the scores, is going to have to be Haven, which is actually mm-hmm. on my favorites of the year. But it was it got a 78. I think it was the highest score I saw for it on Metacritic. So technically, it's a seven out of ten game for for a lot of folks or lower in some cases. But for me, I thought it was just phenomenal. And I'll talk about it more when we talk about our favorite story and and overall. I don't think it's going to make our ranked shared ranked list but for me personally. I just think it's great. Everything from the visuals. We were ch- uh, chatting earlier this week about the the score. The music is amazing in that game. Even when you fire up the game for the first time, that opening cinematic with the music is just so yeah. well done. It's just really, really well done. So for me, it's Haven and then Maneater. For like, they're both right. Oh at the yeah, top. Maneater is seven out of ten AF. It's, yeah, it's, it really is. <laughs> sure so for is. me, for me, Haven feels like a 
like an eight point five for me. Dude, personally. yeah, I don't. It's it should be way higher. Honestly, I think Haven to me is better game. games. Yeah, Man Eater. Um, I can confidently give Man Eater like a seven, seven point five out of ten, something like that, personally, and still be like, no, yeah, but I love it. I love it to death. Right. It's everything that I needed a B movie to be or a B video game in this case to be. It's cheesy. It's over the top violent. The the controls and camera can often be wonky and frustrating. I had some glitches. I, I think they've patched a lot of this stuff since then. But, you know, I, I lost a save at one point and lost a bunch of progression. Things oh, like that that are just like, yeah, yeah, they're just frustrating. And it is an RPG, so that's really frustrating. It's like a shark yeah. RPG, so that's yeah. really frustrating. Open world shark yeah. RPG. Um, but, you know, by the end, when you're out there going toe-to-toe with uh, sperm whales and orcas without an issue... No problem. And like anything before that was giving you pro- like great white sharks are now like one bite and they're dead. So yeah, when you get nice. to that size and that power, it's just fun. It, I mean, for the same folks who loved the Rampage arcade games, to me, it gives me that same vibe where it's just I'm yeah. super powerful and no one can really stop me. So love Maneater. I think it's a blast. If you see it on sale, I recommend it. What about you? Dan, since this is your segment, I want to go to you. What, what do you think for your swimming in sevens? Mm-hmm. What would you pick? I did put Maneater on there. I haven't gotten super far in it. I think I've played a couple of hours, um, but I was showing um, actually uh, my brother-in-law. I was just showing him, uh, him the game a bit. He was like, "Yeah, jump, jump, jump up on the pier there," because it was like this like pier. And try, try to like nom on some people, and, and I definitely did. I just like kind of hopped up there. I mean, you lose oxygen as you are above water, but it's it was worth it because I definitely like nabbed somebody and just dragged them under the water, yep. and they're just screaming blood everywhere. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, yeah, that's definitely... And you can upgrade that stuff to the point where you yeah. can be out on the land for so long, it's just ridiculous. Like, I'm out well, on the don't... golf course just chomping all the golfers, and they're just screaming, and they can't do anything about it. I'm just hanging out on the land. Like, Don't you have cool. some pretty unrealistic, like, powers by the, oh, by yeah. the end of the game? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> unlock shark. really sick kind of skins or armor that give you yeah. special armor. abilities, whether it's stealth or, like, bone armor and all kinds of yeah. stuff. It's just really cool looking. Yeah. Yeah. Um... This one I only actually played for a couple of weeks, and then something came out, and I was distracted. But I actually thought it was super fun. Spellbreak. Yeah. Um, the average score of that, I think, was in the middle 70s when I looked on Metacritic. But I actually thought it was super fun. Um, yeah. So it's a battle royale, um, but you're basically a bunch of wizards, and you uh, are running around. Uh, it was a, th- a team of three, I think. Um, and you're just, like, hurling different spells, depending on what you actually have equipped. Um I just, yeah, I, I thought it was unique. It wasn't just like, oh, look, guns. Another mm-hmm. battle royale with guns. Like, there's so many of those already. So I just kind of appreciated that this one was a little different. So Yeah. Um, and it's, it's still going. I think they, they've updated some, they've added some stuff to it. I haven't tried it since, like, again, literally the first, like, couple of weeks that it um, was, at, uh, you know, released. So. Yeah, my kids um, all got it because it was free, of course. So they're all playing yeah. it on, across their Switches, and they enjoyed it. Yeah. Are they still playing it, or? No, they're all back on oh, okay. Minecraft. Stupid Minecraft. Okay. <laughs> Stupid blocks. <laughs> Dumb blocks. They look all 16-bit. No, they could play Minecraft for days. No problem. Yeah, I know. Um, and then this one, I, I could slip in technically because I guess the average score was 79, even though to me it's like a 9. Uh, Resident Evil 3 Remake. Uh, High okay. 70s. But yeah, I think that yeah. game is excellent for yeah. me personally. So I don't know why people soured on this game so much. Well, because, I mean, they definitely 
they definitely skimmed out on some stuff. Like, they definitely cut some stuff. Like, when you compare it against the original, like... Well, like, Mercenaries mode, right? Like, they cut that out? Or... Well, there's... The, I mean, people anticipated it was going to have the Mercenaries mode, and it didn't. But, I mean, the actual game, like, when you when you go back, go back and play the original, you're definitely... There's more sections that are on the streets of Raccoon City. Mm-hmm. And this um, game, there's just not as much. It actually cuts out some of the campaign, huh? Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people kind of were like, well, is it going to be DLC? And, like, there's been literally no DLC for the game, so... So how so much people... of that score is based on expectations of the old game, and how much of it is just an objective take on this as a game? You know what I mean? Well, that and comparing it to Resident Evil 2 re- the remake, right. which, like... Which was is, like, like, what, a 92 or 91, yeah. I think? Yeah. So, well, I, and I, I can think... see how... Oh, God. Oh, no, I was just saying, I think when that with that having come out, and then I, it was literally the next year we got RE3 remake, so I think people had expectations. Well, and I think yeah. people, like, there's a little more meat on the bones in RE2 in terms of, like, more puzzles yeah. and stuff like that, and I think maybe people, but, like, 3 was kind of always a little more action-oriented. In fact, they all kind of yeah. get more action-oriented as they go on uh, yeah. through 1 through yeah, 6. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, I uh, there's a like expectations versus reality conversation here. That yeah, yeah. I think three happen, was shorter. But... Three was automatically shorter too because you didn't have yeah. two separate campaigns. Resident Evil two in the original, you had the two That's different right. discs for uh, right. Leon and um and Claire. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so yep. there's that also, which they did do in these remakes. So RE three is totally a nine. I agree with that. That's crazy yeah. to me. It's 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 super <laughs> fun. It's super fun. So yeah, nice. those are the ones that I had. So. Kyle, what about you? Any uh, games that are considered mediocre this past year that you really enjoyed? Um, yeah, you know, uh, I was actually going to go with uh, something, but my heart went, you know, elsewhere. And I looked at Metacritic here to see, like, if it was a true 70. And it is. It's in the 70s, and it's uh, Star Wars Squadrons. Uh, I was just yep. playing that the other night. Yep. And uh, if you really want a really convincing, authentic Star Wars experience, you know, it's awesome. You know, people complain about, like, being stuck in the first person's perspective, like, in the in the cockpit. But it's so cool because everything that you see there, like if you look at any encyclopedia or diagram or even in movies, like that's what it looks like. It's one to one. EA does a really good job of like photoshopping or not or, or photo taking like uh, stuff from the actual Disney and Star Wars and Lucasfilm vault. So everything's very, very, very accurate. And it's just super cool. The sounds are accurate, you know, um, online's very fun uh i will say if you jump in now uh, it's the same people who've been playing since october so they're gonna kill yeah. you uh so it's hard to jump into but the story mode's really good i think the story was excellent you know i think it was uh, it was a cool time for it to take place you know yeah we've seen like the empire you know guy like is gonna defect to rebel story before uh that's in the mm-hmm. prologue it's not spoilers sorry uh but like um yeah but it's it's done well and it, it gives you a good platform to kind of like jump off and to use different like uh ships and i yep. think i don't know i don't know I, I like the campaign a lot i think it's a great voice game. acting is great voice I was gonna say, awesome. it, it is only first person it is yeah okay yeah i do prefer third person but i mean obviously with something like that like you do want it to be authentic if it is going to just be in first person so yeah and i think uh there, oh, can VR you change your camera to go outside of the cockpit i think you I, can i don't think you can oh, okay. i could be wrong i don't think you can though i could be wrong though I can't uh, corrections yeah exactly <laughs> well, well next week we'll <laughs> we're not gonna think about this anymore, <laughs> yeah you're right man there's there's especially some missions where like one of my favorite missions was where you're essentially doing a trench run around this big circular um starship or space station of some kind and you have to do these runs really close down otherwise you're gonna get shot out of the sky and you have to drop bombs with the right timing and it just it really feels very star wars and mm-hmm. i mean the visuals i got it on pc the visuals are great I, I would have loved to try it in vr but i don't have a fancy vr headset for my pc just yet mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a great game. It's a great game, especially if you consider how it's seven out of ten, and it was forty bucks full price, so you can find it yeah. way cheaper than that. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, Rogue Squadron feels for days with this game. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not one of the I'll fight for when it comes to ranking the overall games, but it's a good one to call out Same. for. Uh, I don't even think it's on my top ten, but like, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's a wonderful it, seven. It just barely didn't make mine. I just didn't expect it to. I didn't expect it to be so involved. Like, it's very it yeah. totally switching like your shield to your laser mm-hmm. blasters and back to your shields and to yeah. your boosters. You actually like, have there's to strategize way what more going doing. on in this game yeah. than, than people. You know what I expected? I expected a, a battlefront, but you know, st- uh, actual space fighting. So I expected yeah. it to be very shallow and repetitive, yeah. and probably look good. But I didn't realize it was going to be, oh, this is a really good story with characters that I kind of care about and want to see what happens. I didn't expect and returning it. characters, like, you know, you have, yeah. you have characters from Rebels in it, and you just a lot of familiar faces, wedges in it, you know? Like, it's it's yeah. fun seeing, like, familiar faces and going, ah! You know? <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah, it was good. It's a big, good pick for me. Yeah. Any others for you, Kyle? Or we can jump to Jeff? No, jump to someone else. No, that was it for me. Um, I actually agree with both of uh, Tim's uh, takes on on Haven and whatever the other one was that you mentioned, Maneater. I agree with exactly where you put them because Haven's underrated and Maneater is like actually a good that, seven out of ten. That's where it should go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> it belongs there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I have an underrated one. I, I feel like both of mine are my examples are seven out of tens, um, and I respect people that have issues with them. Well. Mm. Okay, maybe maybe one of them I, I do consider underrated. But um, Avengers is definitely a 7 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. Um, 10 out of 10 story, though. <laughs> yeah. Story's awesome. Uh, we, might, we might talk about that. I don't know. I'm, I'll try to bring it up. Um, yeah. We'll see. Depends on how long we're going to make that list, because I, I can't... Uh, we'll get to stories. But anyway, yeah. uh, Avengers, though, I even went back to it to play the Kate Bishop DLC. And um, yes, I understand why it was six and sevens when it launched because there were so many issues, and Kyle had more than I did. But I did; we did have our share together. Uh, I had my own issues with, you know, on a technical level, the game. But I had so much fun with uh, the. Even though it gets repetitive and a little ridiculous sometimes, um, now the combat feels great. (laughs) Now it feels. Yeah. Like the fun game it meant to be, uh, even though there's still repetition in the combat and stuff. Uh, it's it's still so much fun to play, and Kate Bishop might be like one of my favorite ones to play as because she can teleport, she has a sword, and her her range combat with uh, obviously because she's a Hawkeye, yeah. um, is just awesome. It um, seemed to me like there was too much inconsistency across characters. Some of them are really fun to use, and I kind of yeah. got into a rhythm, and then you'd switch over to someone else either by choice or by force depending on the story scenario. And sometimes I liked it, and I was like, oh, this is kind of a cool new thing. They yeah. teach you along the way. And some of it was just not fun. Some of the characters yeah. were not fun to use, which was a bummer to me. Uh, um, the only person I had an issue playing as uh, was Hulk. Uh, he's kind of slow, right? He's, he's, he's a little sluggish, and yeah. his 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 combat options are just very limited. Dude, uh, yeah. they need to make another game like that old PS2, Ultimate Destruction, whatever that game was called. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The open that world, game was like, Hulk game, yeah. like yeah. a perfect Hulk game. Yeah, that was, that was fun. Yeah, I remember like, that. Slamming like hell. Actually, yeah, you could grab a car, break it in half, and you got boxing gloves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what? I guess I would put Miss Marvel under least favorite ones to play too, even though it's her story. And I love. I was gonna say that I won't offend anybody because I know she's such an endearing character. We'll talk about that with story. I loved her character, and I'm really excited for that. They're making that a show. I think it's gonna be really endearing and fun. But 
fighting with her in the game. Like, as a video game character control, I always controlled someone else if there was anyone else in the story. something sluggish about her character, her and Hulk. And and you're playing them, it feels like most of the main story. But once, it was cool. Like, I didn't expect Captain America to be so fun to play, where I'm like, cool, I'm going to play as that guy again. Um, He's just ridiculously fast. Iron Man feels as great as you would imagine he would. Uh, Thor is the same. Um, telling you, man, if you if that yeah. game is annoying you and you want to just cheese through the combat, just get Iron Man. Yeah, I'm telling you, yeah, you can dude. cheese yeah. that entire game with floating around shooting rockets. To everybody, I did uh, finish the the Kate Bishop DLC ends on a like cliffhanger too, and I'm like, oh, this huh? poor dev. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they're never I gonna know. release the, like I, it's, thirty characters like that they want to release. Too. You know, it's yeah. like it's too late to like recoup like fandom and stuff, but like I applaud them for trying. You know, they put a lot of money I into hope, this property. I mean, I hope they turn a corner because the Hawkeye, they're still going to release the Hawkeye one. They're so far into development on it that it's, I mean, it's like it's Old Man Logan out. DLC, right? Like that's like where Hulk is like the leader of, like huh. he takes over everything, well, but it's it's happening in a different dimension or something. Huh. Well, it's like yeah, uh, long gray-haired Hulk, right? I don't know. Yeah, if it's, I don't know yeah. if it's the same Hulk or yeah. A different there, Hulk, there's but... the Kate Bishop DLC introduces the idea of they at the time they call it quote unquote time travel mm-hmm. uh, cause she's looking for Hawkeye and he's going through this portal for time traveling purposes. But I think it's just alternate dimension stuff and okay. they dive more into that, into the, in the, you know, the, the Clint Barton Hawkeye. I um, really truly feel like, but yeah, the Kate they, Bishop one is really good. I highly recommend that one. They should have given it like an extra six plus months to be honest. And then maybe yeah. kind of, you know, I don't know. I also didn't, and Tim didn't like it either. Just the way that the game is actually structured. Hey, let me go back to the to the ship, and then I go to the little command desk thing, and then I click on a thing, and then it takes like a, a literally over a minute to load something, and then yeah, you know, it's, it's like, very destiny in that regard. Yeah. well, it's like you're watching that a lot inter- of loading. It interrupts what otherwise is a very strong, maybe not the best, but a very strong story. Yeah, and that is so interruptive. And I'll talk about that when we get to the story. Yeah. That was a problem for me. I, I think, think it, it needed next gen. It needed that um, solid state drive so it could load things faster if it was going to. Yeah, kinda, or just not that have way. that format. I think they yeah, used the wrong right. format to begin with. Yeah, make that know? format yeah. the end game. You finish the story, now you shift into exactly, more mission. Exactly, yeah. But you just play the story when it's the story, you know? Like, yeah. I, I don't know why it wasn't like that. It, that that's very bizarre yeah. to me as well. Yeah. But Well, Jeff, know. do you have any other ones before we move on to the next Oh, category? yeah, this one I do feel... Is, I mean, there were, like, atrocious reviews for this game, uh, and I don't, I, I don't get it. So I guess you can consider it underrated, but I wouldn't rate it higher, much higher than a 7. Uh, Battletoads. Oh. <laughs> there, are, there are certain reviews that are like, this is the worst yeah. piece of garbage, yeah. like that have a hate hate boner for this game and i don't get it i just don't <laughs> yeah yeah it's I, so was much it destru- fun was to it me destructoid who was just like what, i forget who it was but like they IGN just, called it bad i think if i'm not i, I don't really? understand it's why it's bad. not as hard as it used to be and yada yada and like it i uh, it just made me want to play the old games I'm, I'm like man this is really weird because yeah a lot of the other reviews were at least like okay like people were it's okay not a with bad it. game it's just not the best yeah, game it's a pretty yeah. fun you know beat em up i guess and it, i like the art style it looks cool. yeah the art style is super rad and it felt like I was some people Saturday. can't let go of the past <laughs> i want it to be hard <laughs> that's what she said there it is. There it is. She did. There, she there definitely said that. At least like, that was a that was a slow pitch softball one right there. I was waiting <laughs> yeah, for someone. I know it's low hanging fruit, guys. <laughs> all right, That's all I got. It? Just two, all right, yeah. cool, cool. Well, all right, thanks. I, I liked that. I liked highlighting games that aren't really going to be, you know, top of the top when it comes to some of these other lists. So it's good to highlight those because it's not like you can't have fun with the game that someone else doesn't love. I've had fun with plenty of games that others are like, this is mediocre. I'm like, but I can't stop playing it. Like Sea of Thieves, I'm still playing that stupid game. I love what is that it, game. Three so years much. later or whatever. But they've spruced it up though, at least. They, 
There's so. a ton to do, but it's I guess still the similar format where you yeah. you go They're and you play for what is essentially it's essentially a run. You're not really progressing skills or stats or anything. And when you log out and log back in, you have to restock your boat. Like only thing that sticks around is your money and your the things that you've purchased to like visually upgrade stuff. But it is just cosmetics, right? Like there's nothing. It's just cosmetics, you know, yeah. That, and, yeah. And like if you get a new sword, it's not stronger. It just looks different, you know. And then so, all the uh, you can upgrade lots of stuff. Like you're standing with others, the ability to buy stuff from them. You can represent them with. Which, by the way, if you choose to be an emissary for any of the um, the factions or whatever, didn't realize that means you show up on the map and now you're a target for other yeah. players. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I got killed. Anyway, yeah. um, were you soloing it? Was mean. it just you? I was rolling solo. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I just, sometimes I like to throw on. I'm honestly throw on a podcast and just play Sea of Thieves for a couple hours. To, I play by myself all the time, but you yeah. will get bullied. Like you will. You do yeah. get bullied. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's move on. Let's let's cover one more category before, and hopefully Derek will be able to join us to talk best story. But let's talk if you guys have any favorite strategy or simulation games. From this past year, basically stuff that again struggles, typically struggles to rise up to, you know, overall game of the year categories and things like that. But it's still fun to call them out uh, as as good games in their respective categories. So we're cl- we're calling it best strategy game. You can throw in best sim game there as well if you have any. Do you guys have any that come to mind from this past year? Really, any kind of strategy it doesn't have to be, you know, RTS necessarily or whatever. Um, well, I had one in mind, which is why I asked you if you could throw sim in there. Yeah. Technically, it's a I think a two year old game, but it came out on consoles this year. Okay. Can you can you guess what it is? To it involves Planet, roller coasters. Planet Coaster. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, Planet Coaster. I'm still chipping away at my my Christmas theme park. Uh, it's coming along real nice. So nice. Uh, it's super fun, and yeah. it's yeah, just very Dude, meticulous. I love, I love games where you get to build a park. Like I. Yeah. I played this year for the first time Jurassic Park Evolution and yes. had a blast with it. And I kept it installed because every once in a while I'll jump back in and yeah. mess around with my Dino Park. It's a fun game. That's actually what I had as my second choice, even though that's yeah. like a two or three year old game. I think that's um, coming to Game Pass soon. So if you have a Game Pass, it is. Okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Now Planet Coaster, yeah. If you're if you were into the roller coaster tycoon series at all, it's super cool. And it's not just about building like the park, like it's it's an actual simulation, so you know, people do come to the park and they go on the rides and, you know, you accumulate money and you have to hire people and they can be unhappy. Uh, you can make roller coasters super insane and then people actually will get sick. So, nice. like, you, you try to, like, build a balanced roller coaster so that doesn't really happen. And, what you know, you this... want to make people sick? Do you lose money? I don't know because I'm still building the park, so I don't have guests <laughs> in the park yet. <laughs> but I'm in sandbox mode, and it basically, it's actually, so it's, I love when games like this do this, so you choose sandbox mode, and you just have um, unlimited funds, because you're basically just more doing it for the building of the park, Yeah. and yeah. then kind of just letting things, like, just unfold once you're done with it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not playing it to kind of be like, oh, let me start from the bottom and kind of, like, steadily, you know, I just want to build the park and then let people come in and just see what happens. So, um, but yeah, it's super fun. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. There's an, there's a sim game that I've already talked about a little bit that it's similar in that you're just kind of building and trying to make money and, and grow the business. And that's two point hospital. I talked about it a little bit, but really fun, goofy building game. You start really small. You have this little hospital you have to clean up and, and, and fix up you have to you basically you like decide where the walls go and where the restrooms are is there enough seating for everybody you have to hire staff you know it's a little bit like zoo tycoon but with a hospital from if you ever played zoo tycoon back in the day mm. 
but it's a lot of fun. It's also very silly. None of the, they they keep it very lighthearted. All the illnesses are very fake and goofy. Like mm. there's one where you you come down with the illness. I forget what it's called. It's a silly name. And the idea is that you think you're a clown, and so you have to build some special machine that they walk into. It spins them around, kind of like Sim style, a little bit. It spins them around. They come back out, and they're not a clown anymore. That kind of ah. thing. So okay. it's it's very silly and cartoony, and I think that's good. You don't want to. I don't want a hospital sim game where people are coming in with like or stage legit. four cancer yeah. or something like. No, so thanks. there's no AIDS in the game, is what you're saying? No AIDS. Yeah, I'm sure it there's some like mods on the PC um, version. It looks like it came out on the PC in 2018, but finally consoles got it this uh, 2020. Correct. Uh, that one um, it's on Game Pass. As you're as you're describing it, uh, I kind of want to play it now because yeah, of how it looks silly cool. it sounds. Like the more yeah. you talk about it, yeah, because it's on it Game Pass. It's worth downloading and trying if you have Game Pass. Yeah, Although, absolutely. Yeah. It's also on Switch. I bought it on Switch because my son and I played it for a while, the month or two that it came out on Switch. And it's just a fun one to have on the couch while you have a a movie or a show on or something, just to sit there building your hospital on the Switch. They have a a jumbo release coming with all DLC uh, next month. And the DLC, of course, just adds more illnesses and more devices, bigger hospitals to build, more you know, it's 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 a sim it's a That's simulation fun. builder. Mm-hmm. Although Sounds you fun. said uh, not real illnesses, and I'm pretty sure there are actual clown people in the world, Tim. I am so. That's sorry. just the people you know, on the internet. They might Those have the some mild internet. stuff like colds, but I know they stay away it's, from serious real stuff. It's the people that called Wandavision slow. Yes, they, they missed opportunity to do. They should have done some kind of tongue-in-cheek COVID <laughs> reference, but maybe they wanted to stay away from that. But all right, I get all it. Clowns. I would get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be funny. Um, all right. The, uh, the other one that is by far my favorite, I think is the best strategy game of the year, and it's not even close, is Crusader Kings 3. Mm. The game is amazing. And for a game that doesn't have a whole lot of actual on-screen action, it's very much like you're looking at a map, and you're looking at borders and trying to figure out which regions you can try to make a claim on. And I can't make a claim here yet, but if I marry off my nephew to the person over here, now I've got a... It's not a very well-supported claim, but I've got a claim, and I can declare war based on that claim. So you've got all these different webs that you can start concocting. And the other thing is, I always think of most strategy games as I'm the leader. It's me, you know, King Mm. Timothy or whatever, and Mm. I'm in charge. (laughs) But this game is very different. You control a a named character, and when you start, they're at whatever age they're at. You can decide. You pick whatever character you want. They're eventually going to die, and their heir, whoever's alive and is their heir, will take over. And maybe maybe you decide you don't want that kid, whoever it is, or the lady, whoever it is, to take over. Over time, you can also build the influence you need to change the laws. And and now the right of succession is totally different. You know, maybe it's hmm. not firstborn. Maybe it's now a voting system. Or maybe it's male or female. Or maybe you can require them to be of a certain religion. And they converted, so they can't be the king. So now it's got to go to so... Like, there's so much intricacy in this thing. It's fascinating, and it's a blast. If you've got uh, Game Pass for the PC... You can get it there for free and play it. Nice. Um, it is by far one of the most ambitious, and I think they deliver on it, uh, strategy games I've ever played. And I barely scratched the surface. I think I put like 60 hours into this game. And it's not a game that has like a start and a finish. You just go right. as long as you can. Like you don't really end. You keep going. It goes to the next generation. That person yeah. dies. You go to, And you just keep on going. If there is a finish to it, I don't know where that would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. That's cool. So it's not it's not like Age of Empires or some or Rise of Nations where technology advances. It's not like that. It's meant to stay kind of in the general timeline that you're yeah. in. So. I do love those though. I miss Age of Empires. I, I they're making a new one or remastering one, right? I think they, they've remastered some recently. I don't know if they're doing okay. it. But yeah. 
Um, yeah, Crusader Kings 3 is it's a brilliant strategy game, and it is strategy in every sense of the word. It's I mean, there's some battle elements where you tell your armies to go attack here, but I mean that's not not very RTS. So don't I don't want to miss I don't want to sell it and to be something that it's not. So uh, and uh, Kyle or Jeff, anything that you guys played sim or strategy you want to highlight? Um, not really, not really in those uh, categories. Weirdly. Uh, oh, I forgot Gears Tactics. Sorry, Xbox. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> Gears Tactics is a Everyone great Everyone was strategy. like, oh! <laughs> Gears! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Gears Tactics is one of the finest strategy games this year as well. But when I, I think wanted of... to get to that one, and that's that's downloaded on my Xbox, and I, I plan to get you'll to like it. I like XCOM, and like, yeah. you know, Gears can, you know. You, you'll enjoy I'll, it. I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy it. <laughs> it requires strategy. It's a good, it's a really good turn based cool. strategy game. So it's very good, but yeah. Uh, Jeff, what about you? Anything? Oh, I only played Command and Conquer Remastered. Oh uh, yeah, how was that? Uh, man, what a throwback! It really, really. <laughs> I was gonna say like, that's old school. Man, dude, playing right that while watching WWF. Man, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eating hot pockets, you know. Eating hot pockets and Doritos. <laughs> Listening to Lincoln Park or something. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> I didn't listen to garbage, so. Um, okay. All right. I'm oh, kidding. Okay. Lincoln Park. Yeah, hit that delete yeah, button, please. Sorry. Chester saying like an that's angel. Really how, dare yeah, how dare you? How dare? How dare you? Command and Conquer was probably more like Pearl Jam days. Yeah. yeah okay there it is um, all you have to do for a pearl jam impersonation is just basically hold back a cough yeah. make yeah. that sound pearl. Pearl. <laughs> uh so i mean it's immediate an immediate throwback when you start the game it starts with like this recruitment video that's super cheesy and 90s looking and then uh you have the option of playing it of toggling the original graphics or oh, nice. playing it in the remastered, cool. and in the remastered, you're like, whoa, that's that's a pretty stark difference in a four cool. monitor. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, gameplay wise, nothing changed. Otherwise, that would be it wouldn't be Command and Conquer, uh, the original. Um, yeah, that was that was fun to play. Uh, but ultimately, that was the only one type of that game that I would play because I played that back in the day. I just haven't haven't. I just don't enjoy playing that genre. Ultimately, I guess that's fair. Um, yeah. But uh, I guess sim simulator wise, I mean, the only game that I played that even has simulator in the title is <laughs> Flight Simulator. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> but yeah. that's it. I mean, it that's counts. not really the same as like a two point it hospital counts. where you're creating stuff. It's just you're Still a sim. Just simulating a flight. The sim. Still yeah. sim. Still sim. Uh, I would be a horrible pilot. I just crashed a lot. It's I'm I am awful at that game. It's, we just we had to do a couple key things. When I just wanted to play it and just see the view, I went to a couple exotic locations just to take off and kind of see you know, cool yeah. beaches or mountains or something like that, or Alaska. And then I took off to the airport closest to our house so we could find our our house. And it really does have accurate streets and stuff. Oh, it's just once you kind insane. of, once you kind of crash and or land, but yeah, let's say crash your plane. I mean, everything is just kind of a flat, you see that's just a flat image from above. It's not, they're not <laughs> oh, rendering like wow. everything yeah. down to the yeah, ground. It is. So, but, and it's what it's supposed to be. It's not, yeah. Um, but anyway, still. Oh, and we also decided we had to, of course, take off with this the biggest airliner we could possibly use, yeah. and just fly yeah. out into the ocean and then nose bomb into just to see what happened. <laughs> yeah. And I can I can report that what happens is you bounce off the yeah. ocean. It's silly. Uh, I've oh, only successfully. So like real life. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like real, life. Yeah, like real life. What a sim. <laughs> just like in Lost. You guys remember that? 
<laughs> they bounced off the ocean, then the show never happened. That was it. Uh, that happened in Air Force One with uh, Harrison Ford, guys. They bounced That's off true. the ocean. And... Except that was more of a skip. I'm talking like nose straight down, and then okay. you bounce. Yeah. They did kind of control like crashing so the ocean. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah what a technical uh, marvel that game is. It's pretty pretty astounding what they've done i'm just not good at the i mean or i just don't i just don't have patience i think that's all it is i'm the Technical type of marvel outside like, of i want crashes. my results right now and, and that's i'm just <laughs> this too, is america i want it, crash it now. A lot? yeah a i'm too bad game? at it yeah the crashing was not great now if they should have they should have gotten the burnout paradise people to do the crashing part if they would have yes. combined their efforts could have been beautiful. slow-mo and third slow-mo person crashing, and like, yeah just seeing everything explode in detail. Just different gears and parts <laughs> flying in every yeah. direction. Yeah. Jeff, when you mentioned Command and Conquer, it reminded me I did play a little bit of another RTS that I got during a um, uh, not CD keys, but it's that GOG, that game over Galaxy or whatever yeah, it's called. Yeah, that's where I played Cyberpunk. Yeah. Um, they have a great, a lot of good sales regularly. And anyway, I bought they had a Star Wars sale, and I got Star Wars Battlegrounds, which was a old early two thousands RTS. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. kind of kind of built on the Age of Empires engine, basically, with the oh, Star Wars okay. skin over it. And, dude, that game is a blast. Like, it's very simple. It doesn't live up to today's RTS standards, but I think it was, like, $2 on this sale. So wow. I got it. I'm telling you, dude, that, that Age of Empires formula is just, it like... It's just... That's exactly that type of game that I love. I just... It's just so much fun. Building the Empire, but then you could also have a, a little, like... You know, army of dudes yep. just like kind of marching to wherever, and they just start hacking at buildings, and it sets on fire. Like, <laughs> yep, I grabbed that, and it comes with all the DLC, which is pretty much the prequels. It, it aligns with the prequels. That way, you have like the Naboo army, or the Trade Federation, or the mm. you know Republic, whatever else. I love it. And then, um, then I got Star Wars Empires, which goes back to more of the original trilogy, where you've got the rebellion and the Empire and stuff like that. Black but, um, War. Yeah. Yep. So it's really, it was really fun. But you reminded me of that when you said Command and Conquer. No. Oh. Um, all right. Well, we're going to jump into our first list that we need to rank together. I've Uh-oh. been texting right. with Derek a little bit, and we're going to cut him some slack because he's spending some time with much need time with his kids. So, not going to not going to hold it against him. <laughs> Boo, kids! <laughs> not going to hold it against him. But uh, so we'll, we'll get into best story, and then we'll see where we're at. We'll see if we want to just keep rolling on into our final category, or if we decide to. To wait till Derek's here, but we all kind of know what Derek would say. Hey, we'll right? actually be able to say what is meaningful and has good stories and stuff, yeah. and not be, you know, a little, you know, you know, peanut gallery <laughs> yeah, off to you the know side. What, guys, <laughs> Derek's, listen, Derek's not here. Let's just let the tears flow. Okay, let's just. <laughs> sure. Let's just it's a, it's up. about time. Now I get Tim. to openly discuss which games made me cry and not feel yeah. bad about it. It's yeah, about and, time, and not get right? bullied. <laughs> I don't have to get triggered and feel upset that I can't talk about being upset. You know. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy that you're happy. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. You're welcome. All right, I'm going to share my screen, and we will get on here with best story of 2020. Microsoft Flight Simulator, best story. Best story. All right. (laughs) Can you guys see my screen? Yes. Now my screen is very bright. There you go. All right, so I'm zoomed in a little bit. Obviously, there's a lot of games to choose from here. I tried to trim down from the overall games list, trim out stuff that doesn't, to me, obviously has no story. Um, and then I left everything else, even if I was unsure, just in case I had a good story. So I figure we'll just go through this list, kind of like we've done before. We'll look at this first section of games, and we'll take turns mentioning games we want to move over to at least discuss a little bit, and then I'll scroll down to the next section, and we'll go from there. So, uh, Jeff, why don't we start with you? 
what jumps out at you, even if you can't see it here, you just might already know we need to move uh, this. I'm going to go with a little indie game that nobody's played. I'm going to go with Last of Us Part 2. There you go. Uh, what's that? Who makes nobody's that? talking about this game. It's it's <laughs> it's insane to me. It's, not, it's definitely not That winning. was uh, Devolver Digital, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Kai, what about you? Um, I think I got to go uh, Ghost of Tsushima, for sure. Okay. Sush. Sush. Dan? Sush. Um, actually, Tim, uh, I noticed Assassin's Creed Valhalla is on there, and I'm confused as to why. Because it's got an amazing story. You shut your mouth. Does it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> seven remake, obviously. Listen, I'm going to move Assassin's Creed over, <laughs> but I can't pretend like it has horrible... It doesn't have horrible pacing or major issues with telling its story, but when you get to the meat of it, it's pretty good. You know how I feel about the stories being incomplete and then passing it on to DLC. You know how I feel about that. I know. I know. That's why it's not going to win. It might not even get ranked, but I do. I am going to move it over as my pick. That's fair. That's fair. Talking about Jeff. Oh, we're back to me. Back to me. Miles Morales. Yeah. Spider-Man. Okay. Yes. You guys have talked this one up a lot. So I imagine this one's going to be a strong contender. Uh, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cyberpunk. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> that's that's breathtaking. Come on, come on, samurai. <laughs> Dan. The breathtaking choice. Um, <laughs> can you scroll down, please? Brave, stunning. Uh, trying to think, what else that I've played that actually? Well, you know what? Let's throw Avengers on there for there for Jeff. Yeah. Throw Thank it on you. there for Jeff. So yeah, because like I'm running, I'm running low on story choices because I, did, I didn't beat a lot of games that have stories. Yeah. Um, primarily because the stories just didn't... If the story hooks me, man, I can't put it down. Yeah. Did, did, were you, did anybody else play Tell Me Why? I didn't play I did. it, but... I, I would put that be a good story. I, I would put that in the story, yeah. Really it's, story I mean, it's story-driven. That's the only thing it has That's really... literally what it is. Story, story, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm going to move uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. That was going to be mine. Yeah. Good. Thank Same. you. Uh, I would move Watch Dogs. You know, I'm going to move it, and we'll talk about it. I just the thing with Watch Dogs Legion is that, well, you know, what? we'll get to it. I'm going to move it yeah, over. I'll so we try. Can talk I'll about try it. and be nice when we talk about that game. Yeah, yeah I'll talk about it, but I'll also talk about why it's not going to make the final list. But I still want to move it over to be considered. Um, feel free to jump in, by the way, just anybody, as you see anything on here. I'm going to move is, uh, the the Pathless over. I was going to ask, is it too passive for this list, or no, man? I, mean, okay, I think cool. it's a, I think it's a strong, pretty much wordless story. Yeah. Well, not yeah, wordless. It's have got to some words, it but... Yeah, yeah, it does. A lot of it's, <laughs> it's got words. It's got the it's best got words. words. It's very Shadow of the Colossus. We'll talk about it. Um, Last Campfire, does that have a good story? I don't know. Not really. I mean... Okay. I would say similar, 13. Honestly, it's kind of similar to... Um, uh, what's the one where you're... Uh, kind of like Spiritfarer a little bit, mm. where people die and you have to help them, like... It kind of crossover in a sense, I guess. Yeah, I, I was going to suggest yeah. we talk about Spirit Fair for this too. Although it's it's a more like great setting and great like yeah, it's more, more of a setting. Like, story. Yeah, I don't know how great the story is in that game. I've more heard of what you're that. Doing I've heard that the final like the way it resolves is quite sweet. Which oh, it has is not an a ending. Surprise. I thought it was a forever game. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah, I think it yeah. just. I think it does have an ending. Yeah. Oh, okay. Credits roll. Let's bring Star Wars Squadrons over to talk about the story. Good there. story. Yeah, yeah. I'm, it's I'm Star Wars. And yeah. It's a good story. They, they brought the story for that. They didn't need to at all. It could have just been a flying multiplayer game. And yeah, it, you know, Sakuna, I assume, would have a decent story where you're kind of doing some farming and some fighting. I just haven't played it. So I don't know what, anything about that one. Sakuna of Rice and Ruin. Let's throw a. 
Resident Evil 3. Yeah, and, I've been... Uh, and, been... And Ori and Will of the Wisps. That's been going in my head this Ori, entire time. Ori was the... Was, yeah. Resident Evil 3. Where to go? There it is. Okay. I didn't play Paper Mario. So, uh, I mean, eh, the Mario stories are not really why I play. They're usually games, funny. Like I, be, I bet some <gasps> yeah. of this game would make me laugh. But yeah, there's some humor. Bow- in Bowser's story was really funny on DS, and yeah, there's some there's some good writing sometimes. Dude, some of the Game Boy Advance ones, the Mario and Luigi games, really had legit. Mario and Luigi has great stories, yeah, or great really funny. moments, great great yeah. lines, yeah. Um, Neo Two, from what I remember. There's a storyline to it, but boy, I don't remember it being very strong. I could be misremembering. If Derek were here, he'd let me know. But same with Mortal Shell. It just kind of throws you into the game. Yeah. Uh, Neo 2 does continue the story from Neo 1, and I never finished Neo 1. That's a prequel, though, right? Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess you might be right. Yeah, I think it's But I know that folks who didn't play the first one, it's easy to get lost. Because I I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew I was fighting things. So. (laughs) Um, I think Hades has a clever story. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Hades. Let's move that one over. Yeah. I wish we had played Half Life Alex because I feel like that's got a good story. Yeah, man. I want to play Half Life Alex so bad. I'm bringing Haven over. I love the story in Haven. I'm almost done with that game, and I love I it. I endorse that. Yeah. Uh, Immortal really Story is cool decent. Story. We'll talk about Immortals. It's not amazing, yeah. but it's decent. It's pretty clever. Pretty clever way to do what they're doing. Dan, did you play some Melody of Memory for Kingdom Hearts? Because I've heard that's got story elements to it. <laughs> uh, I have not, though. No. Okay. But I mean, from what I've heard, it's not, it's like minimal. There, There is some stuff in there, but it's not, you know, it's more of like a musical recap of like the whole series with some extra stuff, but yeah. I'm not going to bring Maneater over because the story of that is basically mean guy <laughs> kills your mom and puts a cut on your face and then hunts you for the rest of the game. Yeah. That's it. He's a very simple. Chris Parnell's there, you know? So. Dude, Chris Parnell's narration alone might deserve the best story. His narration <laughs> is so funny. Yeah, it is. Um, it's not just God, like his delivery. Godfall? Is that is that story good, guys? Or? <laughs> I don't know. Let's ask Derek. <laughs> <laughs> the Hyrule Warriors story is pretty cool, but I didn't get far enough in it to really it's make a kind of cool. But I, I feel like the whole like we're rewriting. I don't know. I, there's something about that story that really rubbed me the wrong it's way. It's got a great opening sequence. That's kind of like, oh, this is interesting. And then yeah, yeah, I like seeing everything kind of plan out but it seems like they're like well and sometime in breath of the wild some machine came back in time and is warning everybody what's happening and i'm like i don't know how much i feel about this i thought when we did were... that happen yeah uh that's yeah exactly like i didn't see that ever happen so i don't know it's um it's all right it's gears uh, tactics has a story i didn't know yeah, man. I, hear, I heard the story is actually pretty good gears tactics is a really solid gears war story yep yep um genshin impact i didn't play it enough to really know I mean, there is there is a story. I know the um, beginnings where you pick a twin and then something happens to the other yeah. one, and you're like, yeah. there's, cuts, there's like cutscenes and they're voice acted and everything. But like to be honest, it's not like I wasn't like at the edge of my seat. Like I want to know what's gonna happen. You know, like I think they're more yeah. building a world than they are worried about building a dramatic story. Yeah. You know, I wanted to play Empire of Sin, but I never got into it. I'm sure I will at some point. But I imagine that's got a fun little mafia story in it. But I, I never played it. I really yeah. want to play that too. Yeah. Doom Eternal story didn't see it through to the end, so I don't know what to tell you. Sorry, everybody for. Yeah, you know. I don't know, man. There's something about that game that just sucks. So. <laughs> Sorry. You're just trying to, you're just it's trying so to funny because like, <laughs> it's so funny because collectively, I feel like amongst us, like that seems to be 
the the gist, but like the easy allies like love the second. I know, yeah, and I like usually respect their opinions, just not this yeah. time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> just not, not this time. time. They're stupid. And they're horrible. <laughs> I'm not moving Crusader Kings three over because that one really doesn't have. It has settings, and then you go do whatever you want. There's not really a. Maybe someone would argue with me, like, yeah, they craft tons of stories depending on what you choose. Kinda, not really. It's more like a scenario, and you respond. And so I wouldn't fight for it as much as I love that game. As I don't even think it has a good story for, necessarily. Uh, for Gaston's sake, do we want to consider Crash Bandicoot, or is that not a? You can bring it over. I actually think it's funny. We can at least talk about it, but then it's probably not going to make top ten. Call of Duty's story is that yeah, anything I worth? Think their, I think their single player campaign has a really cool. I mean, there's a really cool premise going on there. It's kind I mean, of. I think a lot of people just like it because kind of rooted in the reality. Guy. Black Ops like is like known to have like the good stories though. So, <laughs> yeah. um, except for the one that didn't have a campaign at all, but all the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and we gotta like, move over thirteen Sentinels just because for another reason. I've played it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. it's a great story. The story's really good. Yeah, yeah, I haven't I haven't beaten that game, but it's yeah. That's definitely the the main pull, the main uh, attraction with that game. It certainly so, is yeah. because the yeah, game the was awful. not fun. <laughs> not. It's not pleasant to look at. Every time it makes me go to a fight scene, I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> Can't we talk more? Yeah. Like, I almost just want it to be uh, a walking simulator adventure game at this point. I'm just like, just yeah. let me talk to people and figure out the mysteries. I, I kind of wish they made it more like a uh, like Armored Core. Do you remember that series? Yeah. kind of wish yeah. they made it like that. It could be uh, cool. Yeah. From Software did Armored Core. Or even, like, did you guys did. play the PS2 uh, Xeno Saga games when you're out in space? Right, and you yeah. have right, right, right. Yes, absolutely, yeah. yeah. That was these a good all, Those games all sound terrible. How dare you? <sighs> Jeff, they're amazing. They're amazing. Yeah. Uh, Xenosaga had the notoriously longest cutscenes ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, oh, yeah. Like, and there was, that game was like 90% fluff, but like that, the, the moments like where like story stuff happened were, were really cool. That yeah. that series, so there was three games, right? On the PS2, there yeah. was three of them. There was originally supposed to be like six. Yeah. yeah. But then they had they condensed it, so. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't imagine that series being any longer than it was. Yeah, but it all all stemmed from uh, Xenogears, which was a great but unfinished PS1 RPG. Yeah, Yeah, PS1 RPG, If you played it all the way to the end, you're kind of like, what happened there? It's because they didn't really have enough time to finish the game. They had to release it. The PS2 was the era of, like, continual RPGs where, like, they had the dot .hack series where, like, you would take, like, your save file, like, over to the next, like, dot .hack, you know, quarantine and dot .hack. Same thing with Suikoden 3. You could bring over your... Say from Circuit and Two, and it doesn't change a lot, but it changed a couple interactions and then yep. a special character you could get. That's kind of fun. Um, all right, so here are the ones that we've nominated, and you guys feel free to mention one if we're forgetting anything. We've got Thirteen Sentinels, Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty, Crash Bandicoot Four, Cyberpunk, Final Fantasy Seven, Gears Tactics, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Haven, Immortals. Avengers, Ori, Resident Evil 3, Miles Morales, Star Wars Squadrons, Tell Me Why, Last of Us Part 2, The Pathless, Watch Dogs, and Yakuza. Or is it Yakuza? Yakuza. I'm super American, so I say Yakuza. Well, it's like Caribbean um, versus Caribbean. Yeah. I I think I say Caribbean. It's kind of like, well, it's kind of like Tsushima. Because it's said, it, you know, Tsushima. You say it kind of fast. Tsushima. I always say, Ghost but everybody Tsushima. says Tsushima. Yeah, but everyone's you know? Tsushima. Yeah. yeah. Tsushima. But the game is like Tsushima. We have to yeah. save Tsushima. They say it all yeah. the time, and I'm like, oh, you mean Tsushima? Yeah, right. <laughs> so I don't know what area. Tsushima is. Or it's not like Tsushima? in America, not in this podcast. But <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. I think it's safe to move a couple of these over early, so please stop me if I'm jumping the gun here, but I think we're going to be moving over Cyberpunk and Final Fantasy. I'm just looking yes. down through the list here of automatics. I think Ghosts of Tsushima will come over. 
Good pronunciation. Love thank it. you, thank you. I think Avengers is going to be in our top, and we might. Yes, I'd like yes. us to, like us to do it. I'll fight for this game, dude. I'm telling you. I, I think it's a top ten. Awesome. I think Ori. Did you guys all finish Ori? Didn't I finish haven't, Ori, but... but I'm here to listen. For oh, you. you guys suck. None of you finished it. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm still going to put it over. For, well, you know what? It might go in the middle. We'll see. Let me move all these. Hang on. Um, Dan, tell me about the RE3 story. Is that worth fighting for in top ten? So. I know we were. I know how we were saying earlier that it definitely seemed. Like, I mean, not seems like they did cut like content yeah. that would probably be there that wasn't the original. But um, I just really like this. Uh, I guess newer rendition of uh, of Jill, because this version of Jill is the first version of her. Because it's a remake, so they're like, well, let's kind of like redo Jill like visually, like what she looks like, and just kind of like her personality. Um, yeah. It's it's the most personality I think in a while that we've seen of her, um, and she's just a badass. It's not kind of like with uh, Leon and uh, in remake two, kind of just showing it, uh, showing up into Raccoon City. Obviously, not anticipating a freaking zombie outbreak. Yeah, and, and kind of being a newbie, like she's she came, she went to the mansion. She she was at yeah. the Spencer Mansion. Like she's already she was been at Ground Zero. This. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she's kind yeah, of already true. been like already in this situation of like, oh, okay, right, more of these guys. Um, and then she has Nemesis freaking chasing after. Her. Um, and and there's some mention i don't actually remember it myself but like uh the easy uh, like huber was mentioning um a, a mention of los plagas which is like the virus from resident evil 4 so sure, they like yeah. they seem they seem to be planting seeds of like resident evil 4 cuz obviously the rumor is resident evil 4 remake will be the next remake yeah. um, so they seem to be kind of dropping little things there to kind of connect it to to that that's cool um, we're so, so is this code Veronica? Is this, who gives it? You know, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> is this new to RE3, or is this what they already did? Back? I don't think that was in RE. I don't. I'm 100, almost 100 percent sure that was in an RE3 before. Yeah, right? I don't. Blog I don't stuff. know. Yeah, because I mean, technically, Resident Evil 3 originally was made before Resident Evil 4, yeah. so they wouldn't have had like the story layout of. 4 Unless they were going to set it then. up like. In yeah. back then, but I just don't think that they ever mentioned that virus. But back then it was Resident Evil 3 and then Code Veronica came out, right. and then it was Resident Evil 4. And technically Resident Evil 4, like, what it ended up being, like, I don't know if, do you guys remember the first trailer for Resident Evil 4? Yeah, oh yeah. It was, like, Leon oh. running around like this, like, kind of creepy mansion-looking thing, but it was, like a ghost. it was, like, a ghost chasing after him. They released that, like, uh, I thought in one of the versions or something like that, they released that kind of, like, like, beta version or whatever. Where you could walk around and like in the mansion, it was like the dem, it was the tech demo or whatever. Yeah, it, it, well, that might have been something that was leaked, but um, because I think that, leaked, yeah. I think that turned into actually Devil May Cry, because that's oh. that that particular that particular setting from that first trailer, Resident Evil, is basically what Devil May Cry ended Dude, up. Being. I love when that stuff happens. Ubisoft yeah. did that Prince of Persia and created Ubisoft or you created Assassin's Creed. And I just right. love that yeah, stuff. Yeah. So similar to that, yeah. All right, well, you've got me convinced to move it over to this middle category with Ori, for now at least. It can be low on the list, but I I think even though, again, it definitely, they they took some stuff out. There were sections in the original game that they clearly didn't, like... The story's all there, though. Yeah, it didn't come into fruition, but, like, I think it still does have a decent story. I think it's a, a really cool portrayal of Jill... And well, I do you get think to see it's... umbrella like agents like Carlos right, yeah. and everything. Like it's cool. Like you get a lot of layers of this game and yeah, a lot yeah. of different perspectives. Yeah, you got me and... convinced, if for no other reason, that they have they're using this opportunity to build out the RE lore in a way that mega fans already kind of knew, but they're connecting the dots 
in bigger and better ways. Yeah, I like that. With, I like when with like I new, like when all franchises do that. So yeah, like. they're 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 clearly taking it into account with like if they're remaking more games and plus the new game, like it might even have a connection to Resident Evil uh, Village. So like we'll see, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, for Ori, I think it deserves a spot on the list for sure. If you found the first story to be impactful, I think the second one has, at least by the end of it. I think it's a very similar impact by the end. We already talked about how the opening isn't quite as emotionally right. strong. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, I think if they had made it just as strong, though, it would have been pretty hack because they just they would have just ripped off their own opening. Like, hey, remember when it looked happy and then we made it real sad? Yeah. I'm kind of glad they didn't do, go that direction. By the end of Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and don't worry, I will not spoil exactly what happens, but I'll just say... They hit so hard on themes of true friendship and sacrifice in a way that I wasn't expecting. Mm. And they also do a good job of kind of wrapping up the story. It doesn't mean they couldn't make more Ori games. I absolutely expect them to. Um, but if this were the only two Ori games they make, let's say they, Moon Studios moves on to make another similar you know, side-scrolling artistic game with totally different themes and characters, I think that'd be fine. This This could wrap it up in a really powerful way. You could say the same thing about the first game, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but anyway, I think the story is really powerful and deserves a spot on the list. And you guys should finish it, if for no other reason, just to see how it how it all wraps up. Yeah, yeah, because, like, the first one, definitely, it's like a gut punch in the first, like, five minutes. Whereas, like, the second one, not so much. But it definitely still has, like, those emotional overtones that the first one had. Um, and, I mean, the music really helps with that, for the sure. The music is so yeah. moving. You know, um... I think the first game, my, just this is just mild spoilers to like the overall, um, you know, whether it's a good ending or bad ending. So if you don't even want to know that, then maybe fast forward ahead. But the first game starts out with the gut punch that we've already talked about. Yeah. And you're, you know, Ori is pretty much not even at death's door. Ori pretty much dies at the beginning and then is kind of brought back to survive and, and press on. And then, I don't know if you guys remember that, but his life force is gone and then the tree, whatever. Anyway, um... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how the game yeah. starts. And at the end of the game, you guys finished the first Ori? Yeah. Again, in general terms, it's a very sappy, sweet, happy ending there at the end. Like, it's just kind of, it's a little... It's hope- impactful. Because it's like, impactful, but it's a little bit like, it's in such stark contrast to the opening. Well, right. It, it's, it's the kind of thing that at the end, you're just kind of like, oh, good. Everything worked out. It's got that vibe to it. Mm. And this, the sequel starts out with oh good everything's working out and even the problem they introduced doesn't seem all that bad sure. and at the end i wouldn't say it's a gut punch in the same way but it's got this bittersweet moment mm. that i just think is really well done yeah. so okay so i'll leave it at that i think it's an amazing game and deserves to be on the list i already moved over last of us part two and spider-man miles morales to the obvious list based on what we've talked about in previous weeks am i overstepping there are we good moving those over we're good that's good. We are good. I know that Kyle and I still haven't played Spider-Man, but we believe you. Yeah, I believe you. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'm going to move Ori believe over. Believe in Miles. Believe in two, Miles. Three, four, it it six, won't be, seven. you know, as high as maybe the first Spider-Man would have been that year that it came out. But um, Okay. Because Just because there are aspects of it that are rushed, that will knock it down a few pegs. But um, Well, it's just, it's fun because, like, obviously for so many years, people who were fans of Spider-Man before they started kind of creating universes and like other Spider-Men. It's like, oh, well, Peter Parker and Aunt May and you know all you know that stuff. You just know. 
Mm-hmm. Where, whereas with Miles, I, I mean, as much of a Spider-Man fan as I am, I, I didn't really know that much about Miles. I didn't know anything I, about him until Into yeah. the Spider-Verse, yeah. I just knew what his, like, he, that he was half black, half Hispanic, and that was literally it. Like, that's yeah, all I knew. Into the Spider-Verse made him instantly one of my favorite Marvel characters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so the game will only further your love for that character. Yeah. <laughs> they do he's, such a good job. He's been the favorite Spider-Man in comics for like years now, too. Yeah. So yeah. Like, we're yeah, all show, we're reasons. all showing up late, it seems like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The party. That's how we do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is how we do it. <laughs> wow. It's Friday yeah. night. The nineties is a theme this episode. I'm it really you. is. <laughs> it really is. Man. All right. So I don't know that we've got enough. To move 13 Sentinels into the top 10, Kyle, correct me if I'm wrong. I will say this. They do some really cool things, not only with their characters, who are, by the way, very well voice acted. It's not the whole game isn't entirely voice acted. There's some reading, but a lot of it is. I would say Mm -hmm. the majority of it is. Okay. And it is um, really well voice acted. The artwork is phenomenal when you're doing the conversations. And even when they're showing you kind of like the cockpit views of the of the people talking it's a little awkward at times too because when they go into the machines they're totally naked and so they have cleverly wow. positioned arms and hair covering up body parts as anime. <laughs> so <laughs> anime so anime so but it's not, star, yeah. <laughs> i wouldn't say that it's like you know awkward or super inappropriate it's just just so you know like that's kind of a weird moment yeah, yeah. but the it's artwork cool. is so well done and it, it does to me it takes away a little bit that they they pull back on doing any kind of good visuals for the combat that's a bummer for me um but that being said the story that i've played so far and i don't know maybe five or six hours or something like that really really intriguing i don't want to spoil even the main concept of it so i'm just i'm not going to say much more about it because i don't think it's going to make our list because i don't know i don't have much no i can't push it either and i think if you and i had beaten this game you and i would probably be like cheering for this game hard just because the amount of praise i've seen the story get and how it sticks to landing and how it actually just gets better like a christian i will say this without giving away the main there's a main a central core concept that's a pretty familiar storytelling device in a lot of movies and shows especially in sci-fi um but i won't tell you what it is just in case because it is kind of a bit of a surprise like oh that's what they're doing with this so i thought that was cool so i won't say what it is but uh, I will say that there's a great mystery surrounding everything that's going on. Who are you? Who are these people? What's going on? Yeah. Are, are we like pawns in some kind of grander scheme of some kind? Like it's all very intriguing. It's yeah, very without, mysterious. Without having played any of it, again, I, I watched the, uh, the Easy Allies did their Game of the Years, and they they definitely mentioned like I I know un, like enough about it like how they explained in, in certain aspects that if you guys did want to argue it, I would totally just like, yeah. be like, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, can't, I don't, I don't know enough about it to argue. I don't know, so the, yeah. I can't champion it enough. Like I've, you know, I've played yeah. 20 hours of these other games where I can the like premise speak, speak and act, the premise and act one are very strong. That's all I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, watch, you know, play it. If you like Evangelion, you know, who doesn't, yeah. Um, like, I think we're going to leave Watch Dogs Legion off the list, but I just wanted to mention, if this game had chosen to go with a central protagonist, I do believe they could have had potential to tell a really strong story. Mm-hmm. But since they decided to go with, I shouldn't say nameless, because they all have names, but with voice-modulated, seemingly randomly generated NPC characters that you could recruit and control. Again, conceptually interesting, storytelling-wise, very yeah. weak. 
I had some real swamp monsters on my team with like voices and like <laughs> yeah. just like really weird like put together. You it's know, like, like when you like do a character creation and, and hit randomize. Yeah, yeah, and like some of the voices, I could tell were the same voice actor, but like their voices were just different octaves and stuff. Well, there and were I'm a couple just, times like... where it was mismatched. It would be like some younger, really attractive <laughs> female, and she has an old lady voice saying, "Oh, I'm not ready to go out to pasture yet," and I'm like. Yeah. You look like you're 30. What are you talking about? <laughs> I almost uh, wonder I, I really if they... did like that system a lot, though. The randomized, like, you can... Everyone's got their own quirks and little things. And stuff like but that. I, will, that, I finished that was pretty the game. Impressive. Did, you, did you finish the game? Did you get to the... Oh, I got to too many of those, like, okay. hacking, pu- like, line-up line puzzles, and I was like, no, uh, okay. I'm done with this. I didn't mind those. I know they're not for everybody, though. But I, the the overall storyline, and even some of... There's, there's a couple of storyline strings to go after. If you look at kind of your progress, you can see I'm 13% through this storyline for this character. So there's a couple of main characters that you have to face off with and the outcome can vary depending on choices you make some of that stuff was really good i really like there's a couple of major decisions that are really intense and you only got a few seconds to make the call on it and again if i had a centralized character that was voice acted well that you know was someone i feel like i could empathize with that could have been a really impactful story but because they chose to do it the way they did it i can't champion this one on the list i do think they've got some intriguing story moments though to their credit there's some cool Ghost in the Machine story. Like yeah. I don't know how much spoilers we want to go into, but yeah, there, there's some cool Ghost in the Machine. Ghost stories. in the Machine one is very yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, kind of the final, the the final few missions, the person that you're trying to take down, I thought was very good. Yeah. Um, again, story wise, but then I remembered my character is just a. A, a dude, robotic a construction person. worker. Who, I almost wonder if they should have gone with like sometimes. the silent protagonist like approach. Well, you know? I, why, what's wrong with having a central character and that person is the one that's recruiting everybody? Yeah, you can still you know switch, what I mean. So you can still central, recruit everybody yeah. and like, but like your character is the person yeah. who's like really pushing everything forward. You know? Yeah, or, I wish they would have let you have a Marcus or a uh, what's the guy Aiden? You know, give me an Aiden yeah. or a Marcus as a central. Well, no one's ever Aiden, asked. He is going to be DLC. So the most boring like <laughs> character in the history of still would have been better. I don't. Yeah, it would have been better. No, I I totally agree with that, which is yeah. crazy to me because I would yeah. never wish for him to be back. And here we are, like. Bring him back, because what we got was not great. <laughs> hey, hey, he's going to be DLC, so... That's true, wish, yeah. Wish granted. So he gets to be just another faceless person in your army. <laughs> well, uh, Jeff, what do you think about the Pathless story? Is that... Was that strong enough to you? Was it just kind not of... Not really. I mean, it was just kind of... Uh, it's it's a very much a background type thing, where you have to piece it together. Just using... I, I mean, I love stories that are show, don't tell. Those are, like, some of my favorite kinds. Um... But uh, where, where it's, you don't really have dialogue explaining to you every single step along the way. You kind of have to figure out through as the game reveals itself to you. Like, yeah, the main dialogue happening. was the villain talking to you, right? Yeah. That was most of the dialogue. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah to me, this, this came across as like a, a myth or a legend kind of being told mm-hmm. in a video game where it's not a lot of character depth or crazy twists and turns. Yes. It's just here's this old legend from this tribe somewhere yeah. and a lot of the, what a lot of the story and background too depends on how much you're willing to explore and, and read because uh, there are a lot of like corpses and stuff around and um you can like what like read their last thoughts or something yep. like that or I, I don't know what it is they're like and some of them are really sad it's like them. hey i think we've yeah. got a chance here and it's his dead body he was just killed right after oh that. man <laughs> it's so <laughs> it's so like heartbreaking stuff yeah. uh but but yeah i mean that you know a lot of it really depends on how much you're willing to explore i guess yeah i'm uh, with you i don't think it's top 10 for this year but it was yeah. interesting great game though yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So Pat I, I would, watch I would fight for in. since Ori kind of made it based on. Well, uh, Derek would fight for it too. I'm I'm 100 certain on that. He would fight for it in the ten. Um, but I'm I know I'm the only one that played. Tell me why. But I do <laughs> I have to be passionate about that game. Okay. Uh, because the true mark of a good story, especially one that's episodic like that, was to me is like at the end of well, there's only three episodes, but at the end of the first two episodes it was this cliffhanger. And I would be like, "Cool, where's the, where's the next episode? I need a stat because yeah. it's just it it paces out its story so well. Um, it, you know how for me at least when I was playing the Life is Strange games, uh, both of them, the second one more so than the first one, there was like so many slow moments of like, why am I doing this? Let's go back to the main story bit. Um, it, and I felt like there was like none of that. And tell me why everything you're doing is geared towards the story. Gotcha. Um, well, and it's only and, three episodes too, right? Yeah. So, it is. so they yeah. kind of cut out some of the fluff. And yeah. They did. They, right. they kind of had to because the story yeah. too is compelling and on its own. Because you, the the twins that you're playing as, um, are, are trying to solve the the, you know, the, the death of their mother. It's not really a murder. I mean, I guess it is. It's kind of a murky area. It's a gray area. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's that's what it is. They're trying to, you know, and and uh, the, the person that ended up taking them in was is the sheriff, uh, or at least taking one of them in. Uh, was the is the sheriff so like he's being cagey about the details too they're trying to like the whole town is trying to like not corrupt this idea that the twins have of their mother gotcha um so they're trying to really get to the bottom of like what happened um with their mother because you know the twins were there for the death and then there's like this big reveal at the end that was like I was just like my palm my palms are sweaty. Uh, <laughs> mom's mom's spaghetti. spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> my palms were like legitimately sweaty because I was like, oh, what's gonna happen? Like it was just like one of the first times yeah. in a long time that I was like, I'm so pumped for this reveal. Uh, yeah, I, that story was just so good to me. That's a good that's a good sales pitch on that one. I'm intrigued by that. I'm Both glad you- that one. I'm glad that one worked out versus Twin Mirror. Because I didn't even actually finish that. And that was only four hours long. I, Dude, I was that playing... game is super short, right? And and you should yeah. be able to just plow right through it. But it's so freaking boring. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 hear, I hear that the game it. is just awful. I was so, yeah. I was so mad because it seemed super interesting. But it just yeah. ended up not being interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, here it is. We should bring it over. <laughs> hey, since Repl- we it. Replace they have the Mind Palace. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, all right, we had well... a Mind Palace. And it was like the most... Most boring mind palace you could imagine. How could like, you make a mind palace boring? Like, the and it looked that's cool. awesome. Like, it looked cool. It did. But, yeah. You know. And the voice acting even seemed bored. Yeah. I'm actually going to leave Ori right there beside Resident Evil and tell me why. Because it's one of three that are getting passionate uh, cases made by one person. Mm-hmm. So we'll kind of leave it there on the side for now. We've got three that are, I feel like, still pretty obviously on the list. I'm sorry, six that are obviously on the list. Cyberpunk, Final Fantasy, Ghost, Avengers, Spider-Man, Last of Us Part Two, Those feel obvious to me to be somewhere in the top ten. Um, and then we've got Resident Evil, Tell Me Why, and Ori that are sitting in the in the wings. Maybe they'll all three make it. We'll see. Uh, I'm okay with not putting Gears Tactics on the top ten, but I will say this. If you have played and enjoyed Gears stories in the past, I highly recommend that you play this one. If you like Gears, if you like the lore... Um, it's really, really great. The story is really cool. It's a bit I of a prequel. I just like shooting so. people in Gears. I really don't pay attention. It's like the Halo for me. I really don't pay attention to those stories, man. Yeah, both of those have cool lore, but you don't necessarily have to get into it to enjoy the games. So, um, Halo's got some cool lore, too. But anyway. Yeah, Halo's, Halo's definitely more lore than story, for sure. For me, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than, than Gears, yeah. 
Um, I don't necessarily need, feel the need to put Hades over here for story, although I do like the concept. Do any of you feel passionate about moving Hades over? I don't know Sorry. if I bring it over. But no, I think, I think it's, it's a good idea for the gameplay. That's that's why I like the, the story a Me lot. Me too. Yeah, it's got great dialogue, too, in between mm-hmm. runs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love some but, of the trash talk. But and there, some of the there is no... Talk. There is no technically. I didn't finish the game, but there is technically no real arc, right? Because he's no, there just is. doing. There, there is. is. Okay. There's a whole story. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. And I think it's worth finishing if you've played it. And I stopped for a while and went back to it. I do think it's worth seeing kind of the storyline as well as experiencing the game itself. I think it's worth seeing through to the end. Cool. And it's it's one that I know it's easy to get frustrated on those games, but I would say every time you die, think of it as this is what the developer wanted me to do. They want me to to die to experience new things back at the home base, upgrade a little bit, get a little better, and then go try mm-hmm. again. Yeah. They want you to do that. They don't want you to finish it on your first run and be done. Like, there's a lot they want you to experience in between. So uh, I do think Haven is a really strong story. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite finished with it yet, so I can't confirm that it finishes on a high note. Uh, but I, I love the the setting. I love kind of the star Are they Starcross lovers? Do they fit that definition? Yeah, uh, sure. I would say so. Right, um, I, I think so. I played about yeah, two hours of it. That makes you know. it's not quite as powerful to say it's like a Romeo and Juliet thing, but sort of. They live in a society that clearly matches people up through this thing or person called the matchmaker. So they go against the grain because they met and fell in love. They're ignoring who they are matched with, and they run away in her spaceship. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're on this planet yeah. called Source, and they're just trying to survive. And it's it helps that it's gorgeous, and I love the music. Yeah. And the gameplay is like, to me, it's like relaxingly repetitive. Some people don't like it because it's repetitive. No, I, I love, yeah, it, it was a good me. break from intense gaming. Yes. <laughs> when you I just, first started literally it. just kind of like, it's almost like uh, skiing around. It's almost like you can ski yeah. any direction. Yeah. I, I kind of compare it to that because that's what it feels like as you're gliding everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway. collecting and then you're for, for meals and stuff like that yeah so if you think about what makes a good story there's so many different components we're all gonna have different opinions i feel like this one's got a strong story because the characters are so strong mm-hmm. the setting and the kind of the world they build there is interesting not super unique we've seen kind of sci-fi futuristic societies like this before but the fact that they chose to focus in on just these two people they're not t- taking you to the big city where you have to go fight. You know, you're not building a rebellion to go fight against the man. You're just two people who are kind of selfishly, and they actually talk about that, wanting to just live their lives on their own. Yeah. Just the two of them. And there's some as the story progresses, there's some real interesting conflict that comes up, some unintentional connection with their past that comes up. Um, it's just it's really good. I think it's a really great story. I'm just not finished with it yet. So. I'd probably be championing it with y'all if I'd play a little more of it. But yeah. uh, I, I, I like the whole idea of it kind of being like, oh, it's this romance game, but y'all are already in a relationship. Now it's about like... I do like that too, yeah. Yeah, it's not about like getting the girl. It's about like y'all already in love. Like what's yep. the story after yeah. that? And it it I, allows I, them I to have some really story. great banter and they can tease each other, which feels very real life relationship mm-hmm. to me as they're mm-hmm. kind of bantering back and forth. Um but it also takes the pressure off of like, oh, which answer gets me to like be able to sleep with them in the game? Yeah, like, yeah. you're already doing, you're already <laughs> yes. doing that, baby. <laughs> and so it removes that element completely, and it's more about surviving together and then trying to build your confidence. Like answering a certain way can build a character's confidence, which can. I do love that aspect of it too. Yeah. That's that's definitely a part of big part of the story. So, yeah. you know, you decide how they feel about themselves and each other. Uh, Crash Bandicoot Four has a very funny Saturday morning cartoon vibe to it it's worth at least mentioning that it's a fun story especially for kids they kind of 
they reintroduce some old villains. Some of their interactions and cackling is it's funny if you're hanging out with kids. So like all of my kids are sitting around watching this. We pass the controller, taking turns playing it. And so it was like goofy in the same way Ratchet and Clank's story was goofy and silly and fun. Not one of the top 10 stories of the year for being very serious about it, but it is very fun and silly. Not unlike, you know, even something like Battletoads that actually has some pretty good tongue in cheek humor. Once you get Mm -hmm. to a certain point, you're like, Oh, I see what they're doing. That's kind of clever. I put it in the same boat as that, where it's yeah, it's good for the same. right audience. It's just not my favorite. That's it's I'm it's trash band of crap. Let's call it what it is. Oh my god. Oh wow. Gaston's so gonna sorry. set you on so fire. I don't Gaston. care. I don't care. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Gaston. Gaston <laughs> is lighting his torch. He's gonna cover you in gasoline. I was, I was already mean about Doom, and now you're being mean about Crash, and it's just oh my it's word. a bad day. He's just raging. And I'm Gaston, sure Gaston the... likes um, Doom Eternal also, so he's just yeah. serious. Yeah, I yes. know. I'm sorry. I didn't. I, yeah. Gaston, if you're still listening to this episode, I want it to be clear that. I like Crash Bandicoot Four. Okay, <laughs> I did too. I I didn't I didn't play, but I like Crash Bandicoot in general. I think it's Tim's fun... on your side here. Okay, I remember the old commercials where he's standing it's outside at like it. Nintendo Studios and like with a megaphone and like screaming at them. It's yeah, good stuff. classic yeah. man. Classic. Now, do we need to bring over Call of Duty? Jeff, you're the only one who's played this still, I think. Oh no, I really didn't expect it to make the best story. I mean, I just think the premise itself is really cool because it's kind of rooted in this real life story of a KGB agent. Um. That was like, I mean, I, can't, I forget the name of it now because it's been so long since I played the game. Or, I mean, it's been so many games since I played the game, I should say. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> um, but I think that premise is super rad of uh, like a very real like code name. And they're trying to like put a face to it. Uh, one that like interrupted so many operations uh, in like Vietnam and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I just think that was really cool. Um, I if I had finished it, I would probably be championing it pretty hard because I heard okay. the story's really good. The single player campaign's really good. Okay, but doesn't sound like there's enough there to push it over. Ah, yeah, if I had beaten it, man, I would be probably singing his praises. A little there's harder. a couple we haven't talked about yet. Let me just bring them over real quick. I mean, Assassin's does Activision Creed. deserve an award? I mean, let's be honest. You know, do they <laughs> deserve an award? They have an award. It's called money. So yeah, I was going to say, yeah, don't they have yeah. plenty of money? <laughs> yeah, sure That's do. a good point. So some of the ones we've discussed but are not moving into our top 10, 13 Sentinels, uh, Call of Duty, Crash Bandicoot 4, Gears Tactics, Hades, The Pathless, and Watch Dogs Legion. Mm-hmm. And then four that we haven't really discussed yet, and just kind of to get a quick feel for the room, is anyone going to fight for these? I, I do think Assassin's Creed is a great story, and there's enough moments in there that I would say... They told a great story in this series of missions, and they told a great story over here. I I do see the weakness overall in how they've decided to stretch this thing out over eight, 80, 90 hours for most people. Um, so it, it does not come off as a strong storyline. I do think it's still well told and amazingly acted. The voice acting is fantastic, of course. Yes, yeah. And the writing is really good. And when you get to those major story moments, it can be like, whoa, that was fantastic. There's a whole storyline with with Ivar, or Ivar, however you say his name, that's really intriguing and well done. Uh, There's some stuff with uh, Sigurd, uh, both in the middle and then later in the game that I think is fascinating. You have to make some choices there. Um, But... I can see why it might not be everyone's favorite. If I had to pick, for example, the one I championed, the two that I championed, Ori and Haven, um, it'd be tough for me to decide. I'd probably put Ori in if I had to leave. If I had to pick out of those three, I think I Ori mean, makes the case. The way that I see it, we have, what, six 
on round three already. Yeah. So if you're comparing Resident Evil 3 down to Haven, and then you look at the other four, you'd want, I guess, like, to me, it's like, well, are these four bottom ones stronger than the, the ten that we basically already have? If yeah, I had I, a... If I had another sane person with me to champion Yakuza, we would all yeah, be talking about not, how that's top why is three. Yakuza yeah. not an obvious one? Yeah. I don't understand that. I unfortunately well, haven't so played it, but I've obvious, heard great things. Like, I think the stories in all of those games are that's the point of those games is that they're telling a story. You know, like they're they're literally story games. You know. Yeah, uh, I, I, don't I know. agree. I know they're not I, everybody's fight, cup of tea for sure. I haven't, I haven't taken time to play it much more since we last talked, so I'm still relatively early in that game. Mm-hmm. I know the premise is good, the characters are fun. Um, I, just, I think none of us have experienced enough of it to maybe. That's speak all it to is. It. That's all it is for me. Everything I've played of it is quality. To me, it's the same as Thirteen Sentinels. It's like, oh yeah. boy, I probably could fight for this one more, but I just didn't have, I didn't and, take enough time to play it. And that's the thing with like Valhalla, for example. I played eighty something hours of that, so I, I did play it front to back. Yeah. And I don't think it's stronger than the ten potentially that we have there. So. And that's fair. That's totally fair. Yeah. And there's some excellent moments, but then it's like, then there's all the other hours that I was running around, and it's like, for the love of God. Yeah, you know, this isn't best story moments, right? Where you get to highlight one section of a game and say this yeah. moment's the best. This is overall best story. And so I, I see the knocks against Assassin's Creed. They chose to break it up in that way. And that's, uh, the, that's their call. So Yakuza feels like a complete story from start to finish and it has a definitive ending and they could never do another game like with this person and everyone would Oh, feel you, did you finish Like a Dragon? Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I beat that game in like a week. Yeah. <laughs> I love <laughs> really? that game, man. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm moving this one up with the other ones we've been fighting for up here. Yeah. Assassin's Creed. Uh, and Immortals, by the way, I think Immortals has some clever storytelling fun. components to it. Yeah, so it's, it's, a, fun. it's a fun, it's a funny I and funny conceit, yeah. don't think it's one of the top. To me, it's similar to Hades in that not just because it's the same, like, uh, mythology, which is just a coincidence, honestly. Um, but it's similar to Hades in that it's got a great premise, really good writing, and fun delivery, um, some cool back and forth moments, but not necessarily a compelling. I gotta see what happens next storyline, in my opinion. No, I think it's just more like a fun story, but like it's it's mainly about kind of like the open world and like the fun combat. So, yeah. I mean, it is cool. I mean, again, the storytelling device they use, where you've got Zeus and Pythagoras talking back and forth, and as they're telling the story, one of them might change it on the other one. Like, no, there was a chicken. No, there was a cyclops. And he was tiny, and then the cyclops shrinks. Yeah. So like, it's just very clever. Um, and it kind of adds a really fun element to what normally would be a serious story. Um, but did it make you cry, Tim? That's the real question. Not yet, but I'm... <laughs> not, like, not like Journey did, but... Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, just bringing up Journey's name makes me verklempt. So I'm I'm willing to let go of Assassin's Creed, although I think Derek might help me fight for it a little bit. But what about Star Wars Squadrons? I'll let you guys who have played it. That, I, that a great story, campaign, man. I don't know if we're. I mean, I would champion that game all day, but like we're talking about a solid, like possible ten good stories yeah. here. And and, and while this Star is... Wars Squadron just shows up and delivers, I don't know if it like mm-hmm. excels anything story-wise in its genre as far as like because uh, because a lot of these star wars games that we've played so well i mean i guess jedi is maybe an exception um there's like a lot of like defection stories and stuff so yeah. up as far as star wars defecting like characters defecting and changing side stories go is this 
like better than the Battlefront Two story, or like I got. I know people hate the Battlefront Two story, but I thought oh. that story was actually awesome. I did too. Uh, so. I think that story is actually way better than the story. That story is better than this one, and it's more compact, which I think yeah. kind of helps. Yeah. Um, I didn't think the Star Wars Squadron stories was that great compared to other Star Wars stories that we've got. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I don't, I'm, the, I don't the either. Game and the I, combat was better than the stories. So I, I think so too. I, yeah. I think the moments that they put you in and the battles that you're in are cooler than the story that's going on. But the fact that there was a story in that game at all was just kind of impressive yeah. to me. Didn't need to be there at all. I really Didn't thought it was just going to be no. a generic, like just go in matchmaking and yep. have fun. Hey, you happen to be a random pilot in this squad. Now here's a bunch of random missions to go attack yeah. or defend stuff, but they didn't do that. They, they decided to attach some, really cool missions to it and the characters to it as well i'm going to move assassin's creed off and that really just gives us 11 um but i do think again for me personally assassin's creed's up there pretty high um but the fact that there's others who have played it at length and aren't fighting for it with me tells me all i need to know like yeah on a shared ranked list though this won't belong even though i feel like it would on my list so um, the only one of these five. Well, I mean, Resident... I thought Derek, like this past week, was saying that he's just he could just be Dericking and trolling. Um, but I thought he was saying that he's at a point now he's so far in the game that it's getting so long that he's just skipping everything that everybody's saying. Well, he Correct. does that all the time. So, <laughs> so I don't he even does. know if he could fight for the story because it's so freaking long. <laughs> it, is, it is. It's too much. It's too much. By the way, it's a that, little bit um... that I saw though was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I kept hitting skip, and all of a sudden, everyone around me was dead. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You're like Thanos at the end of Endgame. Like, yeah. I don't even know who you are. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but I guess I'm done with this game now. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think it's strong. But we can move on from that. Uh, Resident Evil Three. Tell me why Ori, Haven, and y- Yakuza. Right? Did I say it? Yakuza. All right. Yakuza. Um, Yakuza. Yakuza. <laughs> Yakuza. Based on the arguments, I think Yakuza. we've heard. I mean, I've got no problem. Maybe it's recency bias because I just heard Kyle talking about it. I think Yakuza should be over there, so I'm okay with moving Yakuza. I, do, I, do I think, I think if I'm if I was going to say the two weakest ones on this list, it might be Haven and Resident Evil Three. I, See, and I'm, I'm a big champion right. for Resident Evil Three, but I wouldn't mind it falling off because while it's got like great moments and there's some cool stuff going on, it doesn't really push the lore of like the whole Resident Evil ethos forward. Not too much. Like there's some I cool agree perspectives with that. I think... that you get. I, but, I, I well, totally I mean, agree with that. It, yeah. it does, but again, I mean, we, it we does, but not. We not don't know where it's going yet, though. But not in the way that yeah. other ones have. Sure. You know what I mean? I, like, I, I think it's a little more focused. Which I, I personally I, um, feel like we should have just like one remake on the best story list, in my opinion. Uh, well, I mean, and I feel like the the Final Fantasy one took I mean, more risks than the Resident Evil. Uh, yeah. Even though Seven Remake has the word remake in the title, it might not even be potentially a remake. Just saying. More of a, more oh, of a redo. A good, kind of we'll a get point. to that. <laughs> so, I mean, it might not even really be what you think it is. So. It's more of a redo. Let's try this again. Um, more than that, Tim. More of a happening again, maybe even. So, it, so tell me <laughs> why, which Jeff really sold me on. I already knew it would be good. I just haven't played it yet. Tell me why in Ori. Are we okay moving those over onto this? Yeah. I, I mean, I am. I mean, I know that Ori, like, if Derek were here, he would be fighting really hard for that game. And then we list, can decide so. together between Haven and RE3, or we just make it a top 11 or whatever. We could just say, we could just throw a vote. We could just do, that's what that's what the easy allies do. They just say, all right, well, if we can't decide between these two things, let's vote or something. So, so I, I it's, like that. I like that idea. it's really, it seems to me like Haven and Resident Evil 3 at the bottom, which is interesting, because two of us have played one of them, and two of us have really played the other one. Um, 
But based on the arguments that were made, I do think there was a strong argument there for RE3. I would have wrote off 3 for story completely, I'll be honest with you. Same. I'm not a Resident Evil hater. I'm really not. I enjoy I'm not it either, for, honestly. <laughs> I enjoy it for what it is, but I've never been that, that big of a fan of that type of genre. But that oh, being man. said, Danny made so a really good. good you made a really <laughs> good case for RE3 and how they're telling yeah, them I, their games. I was just more making a case for it like being on the list at all. I, I, I would say it would definitely be closer to the bottom if I was going to throw it against you know a list of other games like these games. But um, that's just me personally. Like it would be towards the bottom. I do think but... if you had played Haven, being the big anime fan that you oh, yeah. are, you would fall in love with it. The second I saw yeah. the second I saw a trailer for that, like I think it was like two three years ago, I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to play this. But I just yeah, haven't. And it just came out on Switch, it. by the way. Yeah. Um, so. But it's free on Game Pass. Okay. So, Kyle, what about you? Let's start with you, because I, I know that you like RE3. Do you, Based on the arguments that were made, how, how are you feeling as so, objectively as we can here? Which one do you uh, think? As objectively as I can, I will be objective. Okay, so RE3, I really enjoy it. I love the story of like Resident Evil. I think the lore is really good. What I've played of Haven and where y'all are kind of telling me it, it goes and the things that it kind of tackles and stuff like that, I would say that that probably has a better chance of being more in line with like best story list because it it again like like i was like the the pitch i gave for yakuza it it sounds like it's a story game you know and there's some Mm -hmm. light mechanics to like give you some gameplay but really it's all about getting back to that ship and talking to your lady you know or talking Mm -hmm. to your man whoever you're all the other mechanics they include the cooking and the crafting and the combat they're all so simplistic but i'm grateful for that because then it can just really focus in on the visuals the audio and really the big part is the story i I feel like i feel like we have to give and I love Jim for the little mans and stuff like that, who are just like, we're just here to tell a story. And like, they want to do it in this format and stuff like that. And yeah. I, I would be all about championing that. So I, for me, if we're going vote wise, I would go towards Haven. Okay. Jeff, is that what you're leaning to? Yeah, absolutely. I just, I didn't know how much, cause I didn't play the original resident evil was like, I jumped on at seven, you know, when, of course, when they started doing things differently. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know how, how they different also started to do things differently. So I'm like right there how with you. Really, I how, how much, how different is the story in three than it was when it first came out? Like, well, like that they're all, they're all pretty different. Cause like for the most part, well, I guess the first, I thought that two, was just the first two, it was the same virus, but then like they started expanding the universe in the sense that there's other viruses. There's, there's other sort of bioterrorist things happening in the world. It wasn't just like the stuff at Spencer Mansion. I get. I guess there's kind of more going on in the world than literally just that one city, which was sort of like the ground zero of the. I want to say the T virus was the, the first T virus outbreak. Yeah. Um, well, there was a few. There was the G virus and the T yeah, virus. Yeah, yeah. There were a few outbreaks there yeah, in yeah. that city. Yeah. Um, but like once the series started going on, like they started expand. Like with Resident Evil Four, for example, they have the the Los Plagas, which is like a totally different virus, and um. And in in resin in these newer Resident Evil games, there's clearly a different virus going on. So um, they kind of just started like you know di- diverging in different directions. These different viruses that do different things and and sort of like you know um, was it a bio weapon sort of stuff? Because at first it was like oh this is a zombie series, and then it kind of turned into more like oh like. No, there's like, like these a genetically companies, engineered weaponized. Yeah, yeah. You know, these yeah. companies are creating these like bioweapons to sort of sell on the black market to do this stuff. But then like obviously things go wrong and then the bio weapons break out and then those are the enemies that you're fighting. So, yeah. yeah. Hmm. It's got a really good story. The whole series has a great story. It gets a little nutty sometimes, but like, yeah. Oh, I think every, 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 every game kind of like brings something, a new kind of, 
perspective or layer to the entire like series and uh is it fair to say that the main story beats match up with the original game despite the new twists and kind of additions to tie things together is it fair to say the main story beats? i thought it did i i I don't know yeah Uh, dan you may have a little more information i mean for me personally like at this point like i uh, like some people are always going to kind of pick the original with some of these games just because of nostalgia and it's just like well this is just what the definitive version is to me but like Resident Evil 2 and 3 remake to me are now the definitive versions. I just think that they sort of expanded on things a bit better and it it helps having like these actual cutscenes with like good voice acting and and just kind of like explaining things a little better because like you know it's we're in a in a more modern era of gaming so like you know when they're kind of writing the story they're kind of maybe thinking about things a little differently than back then when the technology wasn't quite there. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, well, like sense. that in Resident Evil Two, where you like rescue that like uh, cop, like at the very beginning of entering in the uh, yeah you know, the police station or whatever, plays out much differently in remake than it did. And that it's the same concept. Well, he's like but, expanded. Yeah. He yeah, actually it, it like totally has a expand- personality. Absolutely. They 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 did a lot more. And I don't know if there's a lot of that in three, but I think there's enough of it where they yeah. They, yeah. they make the story just I don't know seem more. Well, vibrant like Carlos and, is like, yeah, Carlos is way more like. Of like a you said, out person and like you said, Jill is too, though you know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like they just did a good job of making these people feel like people. So like as we go forward and see these people again, like they're probably going to have these personalities, you know, not like the personalities right. like they probably shared in like the originals. So. Yeah, yeah. I would say well, yes, these the, are the definitive versions now. For the sake of um, of moving us on to start ranking these things, I'm going to channel the spirit of Derek and say this game is even worse than RE5 and 6, and it doesn't belong <laughs> on the list. So uh, I, hate, I hate him so much. Oh, I closed my eyes, and I could actually feel him here. I mean, really, though? This, saying... is, this is super close, but I do think I do think Haven gets the edge for a number right, of reasons. Yeah. One, I think more of us are leaning that way. But also, I want to give it the advantage just because it's a brand new original story. I'm not trying to say RE3 doesn't do cool new things, and it's not the definitive edition. I get it. That is really neat, especially if you love that whole storyline and that all that lore. I just think Haven does something totally unique and new, and I, I think it gets the edge. Not by a lot, but it gets the edge. I just want to I just want to punch Derek in the ovaries for saying Resident Evil 6 is better than than 3 remake. Yeah, I just I'll, punch I'll him probably right die mad about that one. Well, that's so. just on par with his <laughs> Final Fantasy 15 is better than 7 remake. I mean... <laughs> Come on. He's such a clown. He even has a story that makes sense. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> All right, so these three... Uh, so, Jeff, tell me why in Haven. Like, to me, I clearly prefer Haven because I haven't really played Tell Me Why. What do yeah. you think? Where would you... Just story-wise. Oh, uh, well, the, the story is far more present in Tell Me, tell me Why. Um, Haven involves a lot more collecting and stuff like that, which is cool. I mean, I, you know, we're just talking about story here. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, tell me why is like, man, the, the pacing of that story is just, I was very, very impressed with how well they paced out this yeah, story. I, I gotta go I didn't that. feel like I was doing any bull crap, like, let's go find a locker for some reason thing. <laughs> Life is strange. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just very impressed that the dev, like, like really like tightened their storytelling on that right. game. Um, so I think it's fair to leave Tell Me Why. I mean, Haven just barely made yeah. the cut with RE3. So I think we leave Tell Me Why above it. The only... There's there's two right above Tell Me Why. Mm-hmm. Yakuza and Ori that I think we have to kind of hash out. Because Kyle's the only one who played Yakuza all the way through. I played it a little bit and can confirm. Sim- similar with 13 Sentinels, what I've got done so far 
super interesting, really fun, very charming. Yeah. But even if they do the best version of what I've played so far for the rest of the game, I still don't see myself picking it over Ori. But I could be missing something. I think Ori just hits all the feels. Again, in the way it wraps up, I don't want to oversell it. You might play it and be like, yeah, that was all right, Tim. But I think you'll all love it if you play it all the way to the end. I think Will of the Wisps mm. has a great... From what, I, from what I gather with Yakuza, and obviously Kyle can speak more to it because he's actually played it front to back, is Yakuza's a uh, very strong character game. Like, there's just very strong, there's a very strong cast of characters. Where There really Ori, is, yeah. Ori does have, like, other characters, like, but it's it's kind of, it's Ori's journey, right? Whereas it Yakuza, is. like, there is the main character and it's his journey, but there's, like, the ensemble cast that kind of, like, yeah, adds to so it. Yeah, there's so many people in that. Yeah, there's so many. Every side person has its own thing going on, Yeah, too. absolutely. Like, and, yeah. and there's a mechanic within Yakuza where you actually go to a bar to just hang out with your friends and, like, Persona-style forward your social link if you will yeah, like your okay. connection yeah. level with them and stuff like that yeah. and like those are all stories like you sit there and talk at the bar and you have some drinks or whatever and they divulge a piece of their like past with you and that turns into like a mission later as like you keep on doing this over and over again and you do this with all the characters and like jeff was saying like everybody you meet on the street and everybody like you run into like they have a story and like they they come up as like side quests or like side missions i think they're called and, like, they may have multiple of them. So, like, you might run into them later, you know, and, like, they're up to no good again or they're in trouble again or something and they have to help them again. Uh, and then not even to mention, like, the the cart racing that you, you can do. Every single character is, like, some gigantic, loud, vibrant, bright, like, ridiculous cartoon character of a cart racer. Uh, and, like, you have all these rivalries with them and stuff like that. And, like, that's its own story, you know, yeah. within the major story. There's also uh, the mysterious guy who sends you on recycling runs to go gather all the yes. recycling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, why you <laughs> He's got, like, like this little... mask. He looks like a really cool RPG, JRPG character, but he's just letting you borrow his bike and trailer to go pick up recycling. Yeah. So. Yeah, everything has everything has like a, a, a depth to it that's like very fun to like explore. And uh, I think I, I every year that I'm on this podcast, there's always the Yakuza game. I'm always but, saying the same thing. You know, I'm there's like, something about this one though. It's even when you play it for I don't know the first four hours or so, you're still in that prologue before it does like a time jump and it kind of settles you into yeah. the main. Yeah, you're not, even, of the you're not even I'm the very main happy city with that though. until way later. And, yeah. and I think to me again that that speaks a lot to how strong and consistent the story is over a massive game. Yeah. Um, and it's by the way, it's not going to be for everybody. There are some who will play this and they won't like the style or yeah. how kind of over the top cheesy and purposefully so some of the line delivery is and things like that. Yeah. But it's meant to. It's a stylistic choice. It's a comedy game, dude. It, it, I, I really think we're underselling how like well, these are that, written to be funny. And, and that's yes. and that's what I was uh, gonna gonna say. Like every moment that like you're laughing at or it's over the top or it's ridiculous, there's a moment down the line that's equal parts, if not ten times as dramatic or heart wrenching or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. so, like they do this teeter totter effect of like betrayal and friendship and love and hate and like it, it's so bizarre well, your, your how main they main character is like endearingly sincere and stupid but yeah. in a good way like he's just yeah. like he's like a good rush headfirst like, into kind every of a situation yeah. yeah i don't know yeah i i think that one lands above ori the question then becomes and i kind of reshuffled some of these just for some comparison's sake respect i, yeah. I kind of want to compare avengers to yakuza because i think Ori's going to land at the eighth spot because I'm the only one fighting for it. And I think that's still a good spot for it. What about Avengers and Yakuza? You played both, Kyle. I did. Where, did, where do you think these two land? 
for me, I would say Yakuza, just because I'm just uh, I might as well take it as far as I can. Uh, <laughs> but um, uh, Marvel's got a great story. I'm not gonna sit here if y'all, if everyone like you know, since we all played this one, like I loves, really loves, enjoyed loves. Marvel's Avengers story. I think the story yeah, in this yes. game is outstanding. Yeah. I think that yeah, it, it is broken up in ways that like are like kind of gross, but like. The story in general, if you just take it like cutscene for cutscene, moment for moment, like it's just really cool, and the twists are really cool, and the performances are awesome. Talk about the Avengers of like voice casting, like, mm-hmm. like they're the best voice actors in the industry are voicing these characters, like so like every everything is sold really, really well, and uh, I mean Avengers is awesome. It, like yeah, I was telling, it it's a ten out of ten story. It's to me, you know, see, that's more at my alley in terms of like if I were to sit down and choose a story to. An audiobook or a TV show, I would nine times, no, ten times out of ten, pick a Marvel Avengers thing over a Yakuza story. Although I might be convinced, like, yeah, I'm in the mood, I'll give it a shot. Mm-hmm. But that's just my personal preference. I I just enjoy that type of storytelling yeah. and acting a lot more. It's more sincere, and when there are funny moments, it's more like shots that Tony Stark is taking at somebody. But in general, it's a serious story. And Yakuza, like you said, does have serious moments. I've gotten to a few of those that are like, mm-hmm. whoa, why did he just do that? or whatever but still overall it feels so far in my experience with yakuza i haven't played any of the other ones at length just a little bit here and there i feel like there's it's like an inside joke that i'm missing out on most of the time and so that's a problem for me when i'm trying to experience this story i feel like what am i missing and with marvel's avengers you can make an argument the story is very on the nose they kind of explain to you exactly what's happening as yeah. it's happening it's very focused yeah but it's that's comic booky, and that's what makes it fun. That's yeah, what makes that's why it. I love. Yeah, I'm a big time Marvel. I'm biased towards Marvel, dude. I just this story was just right up my alley. When I finished it, I was like, yes. So um, to me, I put Marvel just above Yakuza, and I'm that says a that. lot because I've only played Yakuza for a little while, and I finished Marvel. Marvel's Avengers to me can't go much higher than this spot, in my personal opinion, because we just complained about Assassin's Creed not knowing how to properly tell their story in the right pacing. I think Marvel's Avengers interrupts great pacing. It's got this yeah. incredibly fantastic first. Doesn't do it far, far, far as frequently though. It doesn't <laughs> at all. Well, it kind of does. So like you start out in first act and it's nonstop action and story. And oh my word, I love the main character. What a dramatic moment. Oh my goodness, what's going to happen next? Who did we just find here? And then all of a sudden it goes into this. I felt like very mixed up and sporadic approach to you can do story if you want or you didn't do these quests and it interrupts it in a way that i found because i also here's the other problem they have all these side quests and i know they're going to attach interesting side story moments to it Mm -hmm. and so i don't want to miss that stuff but i don't want to play those missions either so that's where i kind of had an issue with the marvel's avengers approach Mm -hmm. Um, but i do give it the edge over yakuza just barely I just, from what you guys have told me about Spider-Man, which we haven't talked about at all tonight yet, I feel like Spider-Man is going to be a much more cohesive yeah. story experience. And that, that one, I, I experienced more emotions. Not cry, like full-on crying or anything, but I experienced more emotions, emotional highs and whatnot. Uh, hey, hang on, let me be Derek for a second. Oh, my God. <laughs> just roll your eyes a bunch of times. Oh, um, just obviously get on my phone or start playing a game off on the side. <laughs> I, so I step I step away for like two seconds and Avengers is above Yakuza and Ori. I mean, what's what's going on here? Well, so huh. I had trouble putting Ori any higher. I mean, I can I'll, I'll put it higher. I'll put Ori up in the top <laughs> three if you let me. But um, I'm the only one who finished it and was making the case for. It. I assumed it can't go too much higher, and I'm okay giving Yakuza the edge based on just the unbelievably epic 
scale that it goes after. It's a huge game, and it covers mm-hmm. a ton yeah. of time and ground and characters. I think the characters is what won me over the description of how unique and, and interesting each character is. They really are. And I've only met, I think, maybe a fourth of the characters I'm going to meet. So, yeah. I guess, I guess it just depends on what you, like, you know, latch onto in a story. Correct. Um, like, I, for me, like, Ori is more my style of story. Whereas, oh, like, too. the Avengers story was definitely the highlight of the game. Um, I just don't, I still feel like, overall, it just wasn't as strong as, like, Ori for me. But honestly, to me, uh, Ori is my number three, I think. Uh. Nope, it's my number four. So I've got I've got Ori up pretty high. Um, And yeah, it's above. I thought Avengers was a fantastic coming of age story from a game I I didn't expect one from. Similar with like Miles, like I knew nothing of Miss Marvel. And then I played this game like, oh, well, she's endearing that she's pretty cool. So, you know. Yeah, and it starts. The game starts with her, and then it's like her big moment. And it's not really like much of a spoiler because they build up to it. And you've, if you've seen any comic book material at all, you know how the game's gonna like that's gonna end. But like she's got her big moment at the end too. So I mean, it, like, it, yeah, it just, it's just such. a I also story. think there's a certain mission that takes you to space that I found to be amazing. Uh, oh, I love yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> That yes, whole sequence, really and yeah. then what's revealed, and then how they how it plays out. I thought that was so cool. Like I, I yeah. thought that was so movie esque and very cool. That, There's a, a part right before that too that I absolutely adored. Uh, felt like straight out of a movies. I got chills actually when it happened. Was when their helicarrier got attacked, and Thor is just among the you know yeah. the. <laughs> plebes and stuff he's even got like a name tag on yeah he's got his donald blake, blake <laughs> name tag on and he summons his hammer and then flies up there and i'm like yes it was just such a cool like fanboy moment uh yeah, yeah dude i yeah that 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 whole battle was so much fun that battle was great the space yep. section was great the yeah. final boss battle really like felt like uh i was a little kid watching saturday morning cartoons all dude, over again yeah you kept oh, switching yeah. characters and you had to like parkour or your way around certain yep. parts of as, as weak as i feel like the game was in terms of making every character feel fun and worth using all the time the final battle brought out their strengths and was fun so yeah yeah um, and i and i like i like that story a lot so to me marvel's avengers i think it finished five so it was behind ori for me personally but on our shared rank list i felt like kyle and jeff both think pretty highly of it and so i think that's why i let ori stay below it um since they didn't finish ori so Right now, that's our bottom half. Y'all too, as well. You know, like if y'all, if if you, I mean, put Ori above Avengers. If y'all can make a, you know, I mean, I finished Avengers where I haven't even finished Ori. It's just again, it's just Ori just speaks to me more. Like I do like the more emotional stories. So Mm. whereas there's there's definitely a level of there's definitely an uh, a level of emotion with. Avengers, just because with Miss Marvel, I mean, she's like a teen. She, you know, runs away from home, like that kind of aspect. And then she's joining like the superhero team, like these, right. you know, these veterans, these veteran superheroes, mm-hmm. like all that was really cool. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, Ori does give me the feels through and through, no doubt about it. Yep. And then there's also moments in Avengers. The moments that got me the most in Avengers, all of them were Miss Marvel and her dad. All of yeah, them. Yeah, I was going to say, it's her yeah. and her stuff with her dad. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the ones that got me the most. He was great. Yeah. I loved their interaction. Those Very phone beautiful. calls that she would have to make to him. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The rest of it was just kind of like pretty standard, but fun Marvel movie story stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was still really good. Yeah. Really well done. You accept the story as like, because it's Marvel's Avengers. So you expect every character to get like a fair shake at a story. 
but um, they're kind of the writers kind of play on you knowing the main six Avengers that yeah. they have in it. Um, yeah. So the story is really about Miss Marvel, and then like I mean her growth as a character and and her dynamic with Bruce. Yeah. And then the other characters are just in there, and it's about just reviving this dead entity, the Avengers. Um, so, I mean, the fact that the other guys don't really get... I mean, maybe Tony gets a little bit of a more of a story than everybody else. Um, of course. Of course, naturally. Of course, yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah, once you accept it as like, oh, this is Miss Marvel's story, and it's about her and Bruce and stuff like that. Um, yeah, you know, because he, he was the one that betrayed them, right? Bruce? Yeah. On the... Yeah. Uh, in the, in the court hearings, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I just did. There's some yeah, good tension they build there too, and it's helped. Yeah, but of course, the voice acting is fantastic. The performance yeah, the voice acting. Great. At first, I was like, why would they cast? Uh, I think Troy Baker is Bruce. Yeah, they have he Troy. Is. They have so Troy. I was like, why Nolan would they cast North. Troy as Bruce? That's so he could be like Thor, maybe Nolan or plays something. But, Tony Stark, doesn't he? But that's because yeah, that's because those two are button heads the entire game, and right, they're yeah. just they're so they're so good so, against each other. What's also cool is I actually didn't realize the the absolute dynamite uh voice cast they got for this game i didn't realize i didn't put it together i just started playing the game when it came out and it wasn't until there's a scene when you're you've encountered bruce and he's you know he's back to bruce mode he's not hulk mode anymore and he's talking to you trying not to give anything away here but there's a moment where you're both walking around talking and he is talking to you over the radio and says he calls he calls her kiddo yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and it's like oh for some reason in that moment, that's the moment that it clicked. Like, oh, that's Troy Baker. Like, that totally <laughs> yeah. was the uh, yeah. from Last of Us. Without the southern accent? You know? it, it, I don't know if he did kiddo. or not, but to me, I heard it. As soon as he said kiddo, I totally heard Joel saying it. Yeah. And that gave me all the feels there, too, of course. But um, Oh, and, and they didn't stop. Like, Laura Bailey is great as Black Widow. And she has a great mission, by the way, when you find out what she's up to. Yeah. Um and yeah. uh, and then uh, for even Kate Bishop, they got Ashley Birch, and she's fantastic yeah. uh, as Kate Bishop. She's like the perfect person to voice Ashley that. Ashley Birch is awesome. Character. She's a great. Yeah. 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 Agreed. So much snark. Agreed. Um, all right. Well, I'm, th- this these three are grouped pretty closely together in my personal list. I think that's why I'm not necessarily feeling the need to like really push. Mm-hmm. What's not in my top lists are things like Spider Man because I haven't played it. But I'm okay with it being in the top five. I just would have trouble pushing it too high. Cyberpunk 2077, to me, the strength of that game isn't necessarily the storyline. I'm sorry if you loved I'm, it. I'm with you but on I, that. But I think the characters are really good. Um, but do I think it's top five? For me personally, it wasn't. For me, it was at the bottom of my story list. So it was mm-hmm. top ten, but it was at the very bottom of that top ten. So, so if someone wants to make the case for Cyberpunk staying real high, we can. Otherwise, I'm okay moving it down. I don't know how high is real high, but I I, I thought it was one of the better stories that I've okay. experienced in a long time in gaming. I thought, oh, like, okay. yeah, I thought it was awesome. I, I really enjoyed the entire ride of it. And I think story has a lot to do with uh, world building as well. Uh, and a lot of people aren't familiar with the world of Cyberpunk unless you've played like, the pen and paper game. So their, their ability to show you a living, breathing world, maybe not in the... Like mechanically, because it was a kind of a broken mess for a lot of people, but like in terms of just selling you on a world that's existing, you know, and, and with ads and sexuality being like turned into profits and stuff like that, and like all the stuff that's going on, like that's a major, major, major deal. And I think we have to give a little bit of accolades to like the the depth yeah. and the 
the uh, the scope of the actual world building and, and stuff like that. But I, I so don't know. The, story the, over, itself, the overall really storyline of who you are and what you're trying to accomplish and then who, of course, gets into your head. Mm-hmm. I found that to be good, but it didn't blow my mind. What so I how, far, how far have you gotten into it, Tim? I'm almost to the end. Okay. So I think it's very, again, I think it's very good. But what I, what caught my attention are the smaller moments. And Kyle, you kind of highlighted some of them. Like there's a there's a few moments where you're trying to um, continue the main story, but you're stuck talking to these 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 characters they call dolls, which are basically these human yep. robot combos that are just there for your sexual pleasure. And you pay a certain amount, they have mm-hmm. to do it and act like you want. But then when that mode is turned off, they're so sad and beaten down. And they've been they're sorry, this is a very personal issue for me too. It's it's part of what I do for my work. I get real riled up at the idea of exploiting people against their will without mm-hmm. truly getting their consent. I've got a big issue with the way the porn industry is run. So that's, that's me personally. Mm-hmm. So I see all this stuff, and now I'm in a game. They're actually, despite the fact that, yes, it's very sexual and it's not a good game for kids to play. No. But if it's you actually play good. the missions and listen to what they're saying and you pull back the layers, they're really exposing a lot of the problems that exist. There's nuances they're, going on for sure. They're just telling it in a way that's in this fantastic. So I actually really appreciated some of those moments where it was like a real broken human being that was trapped. Well, so there's I that found, one. There's I, that one specific one when you're lying in the bed and you're just kind of like laying like this scene. and you're looking into her eyes. That like that specific here. one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a major one. There's a few other moments that kind of highlight some of that. It's, you could still make an argument that it's kind of glorifying a lot of it. But anyway, I found that to be incredibly impactful. So to me, it's been some of the smaller moments, as well, well as the idea of improving yourself, extending your life. I um, think um, yeah, I found that to be a lot of it to be very interesting. But overall story, maybe it, maybe the way it ends will really change my mind. But to me, it's kind of right around that five six range overall. Well, despite it's also the fact that in, I, it's also interesting because the game kind of like any of these like games where you can either be a good guy or a bad guy type of type of approach mm-hmm. um like the progression with Johnny Silverhand like that whole thing for yeah. me really resonated I not thought it just paid off big time yeah yeah not just cuz i think Keanu Reeves is super cool but, <laughs> he uh, is. but, but he because, is. because he <laughs> is um but i just thought like kind of where your relationship with him starts and then there's that one scene where you go to a certain location to find something and then you get there and it's just like, oh, there's just trash and stuff over it. And it's my and least favorite just... part of the game. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love that really? part of the game. <laughs> yes, oh my God. because it's so rushed. One moment he's taking over. This is going to get spoilery. I don't even know. But see, I, I'm with you there, Jeff. Because you might have. I, I so agree maybe you s- missed certain certain events. No, I didn't something. miss it at all because I went from one mission to where he's being like abusive yes. to me. Yes. And then the very next mission, he wants me to pity him. And yes. I thought that was just poor writing. And, See, I, and that's there how are my too game many unfolded at there. all. Yeah. There, there's too many yeah, jumps my... there with the, the interaction with, with Johnny Silverhand throughout the game, in my experience. There were too many jumps. And I wondered, like, oh, do they have a defined order that I should have done that's these in? That's what I think it is. I think sense? we just yeah. did missions out of order. And then like, then we have to give this less. the same criticism yeah. we gave to Assassin's Creed. Because Assassin's Creed core storyline is quite strong and a well-told story, but they've chosen to deliver it in a way that is not the strongest. And if that's what they do with Cyberpunk, where it's like, if you go out of order, hopefully it'll make sense to you in the end. But the the NPCs and the characters aren't going along with the order that I picked. By the time I was doing these missions, I had nothing left on the map. I had already finished everything else. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you did it in the same way. The only moment that 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 
what you're saying where it kind of just seemed like he's acting one way and then another way was actually the very beginning when you first interact with them like there was there was a shift there that i was like oh that seems kind of sudden no i'm i'm referring to there's a part where you have to go talk to rogue and uh yeah yeah yeah, he he, he pretty much abuses you and uh i mean he (laughs) there's no consent there he is um bottom line like yeah yeah. i thought that was very in line with his character yeah yeah but then the very next mission for me was that that mission of please okay. pity me, and I was still very bitter about the way he treated me. <laughs> Jeff was not feeling it. Well, nope. Yeah, yeah. I Again, love that moment. That's it is right. tricky would... because because you can you can enter like in this game. There's just all these different options, and I mean, again, Johnny Silverhand does have a certain personality. So even like him being nice is still not really like being like like legitimately full on nice, but like That's like fair. his his level of nice, but like yeah, yeah it's just. Uh, I don't know. It's. It, I guess it depends on what options you pick, how he responds, because th- there are certain yes. moments where there's like four different things that you can choose. And yeah, and I I, I, I enjoyed the juxtaposition of him being kind of like this, like really full of himself, selfish asshole, and then all of a sudden he realizes that he's. I, I can we can't go into spoilers, but yeah, like it's just it's 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 one of those moments where it's like maybe like no one really remembers you the way that you remember you, Johnny, and like that moment comes crashing down on him. Yeah, and it's 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 a chink in the armor of someone who was on you know unfazable, and now he's very very phased. Yeah. And I don't know. It he was he super, basically it was super powerful kind of to the, me personally. Mm. Yeah, kind of like the god complex, right? And then yeah, and then absolutely. Realize, Especially like, oh. realizing that he's alive past beyond his death, he's almost like even more cocky. He's like, yeah. he's so cocksure of himself and everything. And I don't know. I think that moment where he exposes his like, wow, like I am just a forgotten thing, and like no one really remembers me, and what I did didn't do anything. It didn't change anything. Mm. Things just got worse. Like I, I don't know. It was a very, I, it was a real moment for me. I, I, think, uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I think the like references really do Kyle's resonate. He's cocky. He's cocksure. I don't know if I like all these uh, references you're throwing in, but <laughs> I um, thought a lot of moments do really resonate. But like, if they're <laughs> out of order in any way, it, it it can be disorienting. So I can see that. Yeah. 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 For and that, sure. That's actually consistent with Cyberpunk. There's a lot of penises in that game. I, <laughs> true. Penises and dildos. Yeah. Cyber penises. There's and so dildos. many penises, okay, so like the glitches try and show this more penises. Like 2077 is actually the number of wieners you see in the first five minutes. It is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. Uh, uh, this game, to me, it based on the, what you guys are saying and the, the passion you have for it, but also, in my opinion, the incredible strength of the characters and the performances mm-hmm. and the world building. I'm with you, Kyle. The world building building is fantastic. That's part of the story. I think we're going to talk I, I'm, I'm right there with it being in our top five. I'll let you guys decide if it goes above or below Spider-Man. For me personally, I'd put it below Ori. So it'd be down like in the, the bottom half of our list. But I'm okay with it staying in the top five. But you guys have to decide, is it going above Spider-Man? I, mean, I, gotta, I, think... I gotta be honest with you guys, too. When I found out that the story was John, like Johnny's in your head, I was like, oh, that's it? All right. I never was, it, for whatever reason, 100% on board with that. Uh, I so went along with there? it. Um, yeah. The gameplay's fun. I, I was hooked to the game, obviously, because I beat it. Like, I, I had to, like, right away. I was, like, in it. Mm. Um but I just I was just never into that. Uh, yeah, so throw, throw, throw a story that where, you, in the where you jack into the internet and like go to like all these crazy places and talk to rogue. There's way too much cool cyberpunk sci-fi stuff going on in this game to make me feel like that this is like even questionable that we're not putting it in the top five. Yeah, I would well, put Spider-Man about... above it personally, though. Yeah, I think y'all should talk about that. I think you and Jeff who played well the before game we get to Spider-Man about... even. I know I don't want to assume this goes high because it's actually not the highest on my list, and that's mm-hmm. Ghost of Tsushima. 
Now, this the, not the highest. On, wow. Yeah. As far as story goes, no. Yeah. No. The story's great, dude. Man, the story is very good. Listen, the story yeah. for Haven is great, and that's number 10. So, um, <laughs> But the story of Ghost of Tsushima is, I think, quite good. It would have made a great epic movie as well. I think it's really great. Uh, but to me, it, it if it goes below stuff like Ori, let me look on my personal list. I've got it. It's kind of vying for a spot, honestly, with Marvel's Avengers. I loved that story. What the too. hell is wrong with you? Yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I thought you liked Marvel's Shima. Avengers. Ghost of Tsushima is like one of the best, like, uh, yeah. like revenge tales, like told in games. It's in my it's, opinion. it's hard. It's hard to like when you're trying to th- say something. When you're trying to look at something like Ghost of Tsushima, right? Because you're trying to like think of the moments of like the really impactful moments, but then it's like it's an open world game, so there's like all of this like sort of emptiness or fluff game in between. Assassin's Creed. Um, you could say the same thing about Cyberpunk too. So these. But three, again, Assassin's three Creed things, Tim yeah. is literally a hundred hours. You literally have to play basically 100 hours <laughs> which i did and i loved it and i played sure. 70 hours almost of ghost of tsushima and loved that too so i love both these stories i have ghosts higher than assassin's creed on story that's not even close like i think the story of ghost is stronger than that i right. think it's stronger than um even i think it's stronger than haven i do and, and i that one i've got pretty high i think it's stronger than um cyberpunk personally i put ghosts ahead of cyberpunk but you guys really want to fight for cyberpunk so that's why i start to wonder like okay i would i would have it higher but i have it behind final fantasy last of us i've got it behind ori which is pretty low on the list that's kind of i'm trying to balance out where it is on my list on what i would personally think and then hearing what you guys are saying about like cyberpunk for me would be like at number nine eight or nine on this one if it's not top two i would uh, i'm gonna just hang up if well, Ghost is in top two? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, should we just, like, pull the Band-Aid off and just discuss what the first one is and then go down from there? Like, Does anyone think there's a better story in video games than Last of Us Part Two this year? Yes. I haven't even beaten the game well, yet. Yeah, I okay. Can say Dan, that it's Dan definitely, who... like, one of the, like, easily one of the strongest stories of the year. 100%. I just 100%. Want, I wanted to find out. I don't want to make... I'm glad I didn't make that assumption because, for me, there's not a story that can compete with it in video games like if i'm thinking of a fully fleshed out story the yeah. way it's written the pacing the characters i think it's second to none probably this generation but definitely this year mm-hmm. i think it's an amazing feat in storytelling in video games yeah. I've, n- I've never seen a video game do it this one does that being said mm-hmm. i don't want to assume that you all feel the same way some people hated the story i mean it got review bombed because people were so upset by the story yeah, by the I'm way really yeah, well, i don't know how justified that, that is that confirms <laughs> no, that the story was good by the way i I, w- people, I will say that like maybe the themes aren't as deep as i wanted them to be like in last but like revenge is bad and violence is awful like yeah i fucking like i know like i'm you know <laughs> well, like no. i know that the, the themes, I, and i'm way the over simplifying you, it like the themes hit you like a ton of for me the themes hit me like a ton of bricks uh, uh just like uh in the last like mission yeah sure and, like, and, and I, i'm talking it, about the, it's I'm full so circle in that last about, mission yeah. dude like it's crazy how much that hit uh, have you so gotten far. to the main midpoint kind of where things change no Okay, so I won't say too much about it, but I will say um, what they do about halfway through the game to turn the entire story on its head and let you see things from a new perspective are, I thought, brilliant. Oh, because, yeah. If you're talking about, oh, we can't talk about it. Yes, I know what you're talking about, and yes, I have gotten to that. Excuse okay, me. all right. And yeah. I knew you knew about it, too, because you said someone spoiled some things for you. Yeah, yeah, that got spoiled for me. When I got to it, it was not any less. That's the thing about, and that's why I, I want to champion this game. The thing that was spoiled for me, whenever I got to it, I was still like, 
this is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and, you know, like, and the way they got there. Oh, my God. The line she says right before. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. There, so there are there are um, this this game took me on an emotional roller coaster ride. And I mean, like, not just, oh, that made me feel sad. When I think of stories and I think of emotion, it's just like, oh, did it get me choked up? Like, was it like the end of Armageddon when Bruce Willis is saying goodbye? Is it like that? <laughs> this isn't okay. that. Can I? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just throw out there that if but like this, the, go ahead. The, the the what is there four of us here? If if we're fine, literally just discussing a specific moment, as long as we've all experienced that, this is the game of the year. Like if we want to fully talk about why a game is better than another game, shouldn't we kind of just be able to say it? And if people don't uh, want to hear it, I'll then... still talk about it in generalities, but I will get yeah. a little more specific. I won't necessarily name character names, but yeah. there's of course a a pretty impactful death towards the beginning, and it's brutal yeah. and it's rough. And yeah. not only did I my I'll be honest. I welled up. I was getting. I oh was yeah, up. for sure. But not only that, I was mad. Like oh, I yeah, was for sure. angry, and I wanted. I could not it. wait to get back control back of that the main character. Supposed, it was so intentional. I like, wanted I, to I, kill I, everyone, and, and so in a game. Was, where, I think that's what a lot of people hated too. Was yes. the specific death you're talking about, and it's like yes. you guys missed the entire point. Oh yeah. <laughs> why they did that? Like or they got it. Feels like they, they missed the first like game too, because. Well, that's the thing. Because there were things that happened in the first game, and I'm trying to... I'm only avoiding spoilers because it ties directly into what happens in the second game. But there are things that happen where it's like, there's people that we're putting on a pedestal that don't deserve to be put there. Because they're just not good people. We can go ahead and say it for the first game. we're talking about, but Joel's a gigantic piece of shit all through the (laughs) entire first game. He screws over so many people... Yeah, like but, if, but if you that, think we live in a world that. where like no one's gonna forgive that, like that it's silly. Well, here's the thing: yeah. Joel does that, but he's only, he's thrust into the spotlight. He doesn't want to be. He's put in a position to make decisions that I can't say that I would make that many different decisions. Honestly, it's hard. It's really yeah. tough. And so what I, that's yeah, what I love great. about that it's is it's great. complex. He's a complex character who makes Absolutely. decisions that, in retrospect, yeah. you go, "Boy, that was pretty rough, man." You. You really gave up a lot of lives in order to save I mean, one or to make yourself not feel sad or whatever the yeah. thing was. And I remember when, Dan, when you and I and Derek replayed this for our kind of book club discussion, we discussed how, like, I could see how Joel could easily, if you if you see the story from another angle, he's actually a villain. But since oh, we're yeah. playing as him, he's the hero. Right. That's what Last of Us Part Two does. They allow you to see. Remember how you thought? I wonder if he's kind of a villain because he's not really the best. Last mm-hmm. of Us Part Two lets you see that side of his character in some ways that are really interesting, really intriguing. Do they do it perfectly? I don't know. Maybe not. I could not have even gotten close to telling a story as I thought intricate and intriguing and compelling as this one. And by the way, I meant, I really meant that. I got angry, and I don't usually get angry at a video game story. I get angry in a oh, video yeah. game as multiplayer, and I'm getting destroyed. You know, I get angry. Yeah, at yeah it's different. It's different. I don't sure. get. I don't usually get angry at the story at all. Even in yeah. Ghost of Tsushima. No. There were a few emotional moments, but not once, despite some pretty bad things happening. I was never mad. It was more like, oh, that's kind of a bummer. No, me neither. It was just, so, there was more poetry in Tsushima. It was, was very poet- poetic, yeah. absolutely, but there's even some major character deaths, and, and some of those characters aren't even human. That part was sad, and it's just still like, okay, that was a bummer, but I moved on, and yeah. I kept exploring the world. Last of Us Part Two made me feel things that I don't feel during... A video game ever. Well, I feel this way. I agree. Breaking to be fair, too, a lot of the a lot of that emotion carries over from the first part too. It, yeah, it has to. It has to. Yeah, it has to. I mean, uh, that's what makes it such a good scene. But here's the that, thing: like it builds off of that foundation. When I get when you get to the end of the 
I don't know how you want to break this down into acts, but you get to the so they they really flip everything on its head, new perspective in the middle of the game. At the end of that segment, there's another main um, uh, conflict, or I guess I guess you call it a boss battle. I was truly yeah. conflicted and upset. I didn't want this battle to happen. Like that's honestly how I felt. I didn't yeah. want this battle to happen. Right, right. So, and I was truly conf- and I was talking to Derek and Dan about this. We did a spoiler cast on it, and I think Dan, it might have been you, might have been Derek. Was like, well, yeah, that wasn't even close for me. I still wanted so and so, and I was like, I, I truly yeah. couldn't decide. <laughs> like, I was torn between what I wanted to happen, who I wanted to be victorious. Well, yeah. Because there was no right and wrong. And that's why I think this is such a brilliant story is it's got so many layers of gray that yeah. I, when it was over, all I could do was think about it. I couldn't stop well, thinking about this People game. like to yeah, just – because, like, the people that got angry at this game, right, it's like – so when you think of it kind of like in our in our civilized society, when somebody does something bad, it's like, well, if, if you're a normal person, you're like, well, F that person, right? They're a terrible yeah, person. They yeah. did something bad. You can't look through that lens at this game in this world. Everybody in this world is pretty much terrible. There's just yep. different layers of terrible, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. What, what's, like, what, what level are you willing to sink to to survive? Yeah. Or, you know, the only ones who aren't terrible have died already. Yeah, so. it, it's either it's either morally gray or bad. There There isn't really even a good person. No, yeah, that's true. So it's like you kind you know, because it's like this, you know, fictional world where everything's just been decimated and destroyed, and people are just trying to survive. And you know, you know, survival of the fittest. Like if I need to take you out because you have things that I need, and I have a family that you know, we're out here in the apocalypse. Like I'm gonna take your stuff, and if I have to kill you, I'll do it. And they use some <laughs> so, pretty, yeah. they use some pretty powerful and pretty traditional and kind of tried and true storytelling methods to create sympathy or at least empathy for a character that you hate early on and then they connect I honestly, that person. Can I, can I be honest with you? I thought the right, the way that they wrote a certain person that is in the second half of the game, most yeah. of it, uh, I, I ended up being like, I think she, I think I like the way that they wrote her better. I do. That's where I kind of landed. Yeah. I was like, kind of, yeah, I'm, I was kind of like, at first I was like, or I was like, like I don't torn. know about this, but, uh, and, and, and then like by the end of it, I was like, she's, we're getting a lot from this this yes. perspective. Like we're well, getting then, way more. I, from and this. again, I think I think that feeds into like real life, into like the real world. You know, like yeah. oh well, so that person's basically moved on, right? And they're actually changing. They're they're trying to become better. They're atoning. They, I think they're atoning right, right. because they 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 threw. Uh, they, there was there's kind of like this oh, man. It's so hard to dance around spoilers. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. So here, here's <laughs> the thing. I'll, I'll say this: there's two main characters in Last of Us Part Two, just like in Last of Us Part One. It just may not be the characters you expect. So in Last of Us Part Two, there's two real central characters, and they both experience traumatic and just terrible loss. Mm-hmm. And and you could make an argument over which loss is worse. Honestly. Um, yeah, I feel like yeah. the person in the second half of the game actually had, when you think of the body count, I feel like that was almost a worse loss, if I'm being honest. Even as mad as I was early in the game, when I watch what the second character had to go through, the second half of the game, yeah. things that I caused. Yes. Dude, <laughs> dude, seriously, think of everything that happened in the first half and of the game. And then I, I watch that and I'm just like, dude. And everything you did. In they, which... are both, they are both suffering. And one character... Yeah chooses in my opinion in this world like daniel's described they choose a morally more um ad- admirable response to all of it maybe just yeah. barely but by the very end when a choice has to be made it's like fine i'm gonna walk away 
The other character struggles with that, and of course that's why the final missions come in because that person struggles with that. So yeah, that person's dealing with revenge, like their their main sort of thrust through the story is revenge, whereas the other person experiences that, goes through it, and then they kind of like start evolving. They meet they meet a couple of individuals yep. and, and they start kind of growing and learning because now they're interacting with this person and they're getting like these different perspectives and views of of the world that yep. they weren't getting before um so then it's like oh well that person's actually grown more but you still have that connection to the first game so like you have the people that are still in the camp of like no but i'm still like on team that person Correct. versus the new person you know what i mean because it's go. like the bottom line is you're either you're either okay with what Joel did in in the first game at all, or you're not, right? You're you're always going to be like, well, that yeah, he murdered a bunch of people because you're playing a video game and you just you're killing people, right. um, and he did it for specific reasons, um, and and you're in support of that, or you're not, based off of then what happens in the second game and and sort of the events that unfold there. So yeah. and the way the first game ends, which was really powerful. Yeah, and they. Mm-hmm that was very controversial and very like, Oh no, I don't know how yeah, to feel yeah. about this. And the second game takes all those emotions you had, and you multiplies had to them. There's going to be consequences for that. Absolutely. The entire first game. I mean, absolutely. Had to, I mean, if pe- people are delusional, if they just thought the second game was just going to be like, yeah, you know, it's a new mission. And, uh, you know, just <laughs> More go get a vaccine. Joel and Ellie. Yeah. Uh, put a vaccine around. Good old buddy cop comedy. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> by the way, all about consequences. The storytelling devices they use with flashbacks, I think, is quite powerful as well. I think they do a really good job with that to Dude, fill in the blank. I was actually going to bring up, there was one flashback that happens in a museum. Yes. That was, like, one of my favorite scenes in any game ever. Yep. It's like, fantastic. Kyle, did you get to that part? I don't know. Is that before the it's, change? Uh, it's before the change, I think. Museum yeah, part. it's it's a... um. It's in like a dinosaur museum. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah it's okay. a flashback when it's when it's Ellie's birthday and Joel yeah. has some surprises for. Her. It's just so sweet and really yeah. endearing. And yeah. there's a part where they get in a spaceship thing with head. It's just so good. Yeah, the it's way just, they did that audio. That's I mean the audio mixing and stuff. If we had a category yeah, for that, I feel like Last of Us would take that because yeah. holy crap, that was amazing. So everything we're saying, I'm not hearing any reason not to have this one in the top. To me, the top game, but we could put a top two if since we haven't really discussed Final Fantasy yet. <laughs> Um, but as far as the other ones go, before we get into Final Fantasy, it's, I think it's fair to move Last of Us Part Two up. Yeah. We haven't talked Final Fantasy yet. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff I haven't even said about Last of Us, uh, primarily to avoid divulging spoilers. But yeah, there's some things thematically that happen in the last mission, or the, I guess you could say the epilogue or whatever of the story. Yeah, yeah. That like really hammer home the themes and stuff, and what what the game's trying to say. Yeah. Um, that that yeah. really, yeah, that that yeah. It just tore me apart, dude. I was a yep. freaking mess after yeah. the game. <laughs> Jeff's just sobbing mess. like, I can't see the screen. <laughs> um, <laughs> should have sent pictures to Derek. <laughs> so I'm the sorry. bottom three, I'm sorry, the bottom five that we have right now, and number 10 is Haven, and then Tell Me Why, Ori at number eight, Yakuza at number seven, Marvel's Avengers at number six. Above that, we've got a collection of five games, not in no particular order yet, and that's Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima, Final Fantasy Seven. Uh, cyberpunk and spider-man um cyberman uh, cyberman uh, cyberman I miles 2077 
I already expressed my opinion about Cyberpunk. By the way, none of these games have bad stories. Nothing on the top ten, or even some of the other ones we that didn't make top ten, have bad stories. It's more a matter of just trying to rank them based on what's been said about them. Right. Yeah, it's all about preference. Yeah. Um, I've experienced most of Cyberpunk 2077. Ah, that might not be fair to say, because I didn't do all the side stuff. But I've experienced enough to, I think, give a valid take on it. I think this one belongs at the bottom of this group of five, if it has to be in the top five. But if you guys really want to keep it above... Any of these other ones speak now. Uh, I mean, I, y'all should really speak to Spider-Man. I, it's there's no way Cyberpunk's going over Final Fantasy, Ghost of Tsushima, and Last of Us in terms of story for me personally. Okay. Yeah, uh, and I'm the champion of Cyberpunk. It seems like so. Yeah. I mean, what about, I mean I'm, ready, I'm ready to concede I'm, being at five, despite like. What about yeah. Cy- Cyberpunk versus Spider-Man? Then Jeff and Dan, you got to decide. Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, like I said earlier, I think I think Miles uh, does go a, a, a bit ahead yeah. of uh, Cyberpunk. So. Okay. So Cyberpunk's gonna slide down to fifth place, and right now yeah, at least there's Spider-Man. some real there's some real emotion, and you could argue that it's rushed because it was already gonna be a smaller package type game, you know, a Lost Legacy type game. So you could argue some aspects of the story story beats certain story beats are rushed, you know, because we got to fill that that time limit. But yeah. even so, I still experienced some emotions at the end of the game. Like yeah. I I just feel they wrote the characters so freaking. That's well. because you were still crying from Last of Us Part Two. It was Last of Us yeah. Part um, Two, man. I was yeah, just I think I was just I, thinking of the very ending shots of Last of Us Part Two, and I, I think there were enough t- enough like points of of the game, like story wise, where they kind of showed enough of Miles, like actually what his personality is, and and him kind of fighting, you know, being a Spider Man, right? Because they kept kind of calling him the other Spider Man. And and by the end yeah. of it, it's like no, he's he's a Spider Man. There's more than one. He's not the other. He's just a yeah. Spider Man. So if like, we're looking at these top four: Last of Us, Ghosts, Final Fantasy, and Spider Man, um, are there any that Jeff and Dan you would push for Spider Man to move ahead of on no. this list? No. I mean, I, I I could bounce back and forth between Ghost and Spider Man, but <laughs> I I love them both probably about equally for different reasons. So, Jeff, what about you on those two, Ghost and Spider-Man? I, the, the ones that I'm most conflicted about is, is honestly, it's Ghost and Last of Us. Like, those two. Okay. You could swap so you've those got Ghost, two for that, one That answers two my me. question. So, Spider-Man. So, but, but, yeah, Final Fantasy. Like, I might I might be more of a comic book Marvel guy and stuff. So, I might another day put Miles ahead of Final Fantasy VII. But, uh I don't know. That just feels illogical. <laughs> it just doesn't feel All like right. it doesn't sit right in my Dan's brain. Got a lot to say about Fantasy <laughs> yeah. Seven. Oh, actually, we're out of time. Sorry, Dan. Yeah, and, <laughs> and we got to go to a break. And we're out of time. Um, I'll just uh, t- tell you what. How about the three of us just give our quick? Let's try to keep it to a minute or so, and then we'll let Dan make a case for Final Fantasy Seven. <laughs> to me, it's my second favorite story of the year right behind Last of Us Part Two, I think Final Fantasy VII has a tremendous story. I think they retell a classic story in a way that I did not expect, and that is they surprised me. They did the whole, like, it's very marketing, because I, I do a lot of marketing in my position I have for the last 10 years or so. If It's all about surprising and delighting. If you can successfully surprise and delight your audience, then you're doing your job. And they do that, in my opinion, Square did that from start to finish in this game. Um, sorry about the loud vehicle bad away from that um, bad opinion no i'm just kidding oh, wow. um, i'm but, kidding it's and that's not, I'm from being, someone who might I'm just being a troll my, my uh <laughs> my expectations for this game were high because i was ready to re-experience the same story with great visuals that's what i thought and i kind of thought new battle techniques and stuff and but here we go same story but i'm excited they just completely 
surprised me and I was hooked from the start to finish. I'm, I love the idea of this also maybe even being alternate reality. I don't know, but all I know is this. I loved it. It's my second favorite story of the year. Jeff, what about you? Oh yeah. Actually the order that we have it in is, is probably what I, where I would put it. Um, okay. but you do have I, it pretty high. I mean, you have, you have yeah, a third. Dude, it's super high. Uh, it's, it, it really impressed me because I went in, I wasn't even going to buy the freaking game. Uh, and then I like release weekend, I was just getting serious FOMO and I bought it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, then I ended up on your podcast, even though I was a total noob to the series. <laughs> That's fear of um, missing out. <laughs> yes. If you don't know what FOMO is, uh, fear of missing out. Um, so, uh, yeah, so the, the, the story really floored me. I mean, especially cause I was going in not having any groundwork at all for any of these characters, um, and the okay. game just made me invest super quick. And I know that there's certain character quirks that might not hit. I mean, because I don't play a lot of like. Uh, it's, is this considered JRPG? Yeah. 100%. So I don't really play a lot of those type of games. I mean, I am now. I'm playing a lot of them. Um, uh, but uh, like this one, like sometimes there's quirks and stuff where like Cloud sometimes doesn't act like a real person. <laughs> like, you it's, know, uh, but that's just like a JRPG protagonist yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. Right, you just kind of have to accept like, oh, this is like a cultural, like just a different way of writing a character or a protagonist. I mean, so. it's it's not that different from something like a Yakuza where you have yeah. to understand how they're telling a story. So when a character all of a sudden like something said and there's a weird delay and then you go huh? or huh? like they would yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Or, like they're like or they're like super animated. Like, yeah. but like, you know, yeah. And that's yeah, not yeah. so I think common. this is. In, I think Final Fantasy VII probably prepared me best for Yakuza uh, in, in how I received that story, too. Like, That's oh, fair. this is just the way some of these stories are written. Right, um, so but once I, once I adjusted to that, and... I was like, dude, this story is freaking brilliant. There's a, We mentioned world building in Cyberpunk. I mean, there's a, there's a lot in here, too. I mean, oh, a lot yeah. of obviously, they're carrying it over from, from, uh, from what I've heard and read. They're carrying a lot of that over from the way it was uh, originally done. But there's so much more. I mean, obviously because of the gen that it was released in yeah. much more detail added to it. All right. So I've played, I played the old one a lot several mm -hmm. times through, loved it. Couldn't wait for this. And this one delivered in ways I didn't expect. Jeff didn't play any of the old ones, played it. Didn't really know what to expect. Loved it. Kyle, what about you? Was this game pretty high on your, when you think of best story or are you not as high on this one as us? It's extremely high for me. I think this game is awesome. I think uh, when Dan launched it into his, uh, uh, eloquent tirade i'm probably just going to be sitting here like nodding heavily like yes <laughs> it'll be eloquent yes but... <laughs> you know uh i think this story is brilliant i think and I, again I, I don't know how much we're going into spoilers so i'll, I'll kind of dance around it i think that the things that they implicate or that they lean into or that they suggest and the bigger, like, um, uh, you know, cascading effects that's going to have on the rest of the story are huge. Yeah. And I don't think any of us realize how, even the people who are, like, in on the maybe different, you know, uh, reality, maybe different retelling, maybe different timeline, whatever, whatever, however you want to word it. Even people who are subscribing to that theory, I don't even think we understand how much is going to be different and how what the effects are of this game and how it told this part of the story yeah and how I that's agree. going to change everything going forward and by the way if it never ends up being explicitly shared with us that this is an alternate whatever i'm also okay with this just being a different version of a story that i knew before like yeah. it's not that different yeah. for me i'm okay with that if that ends up being it i know some people will be disappointed but yeah. if they never explicitly say here's what this is and here's how it comes like i'm okay with that with this just being a new experience of that thing yeah. um kyle for you is this better 
than Ghost of Tsushima? Um, I would really Story probably cheer for Ghost of Tsushima in terms of just, uh, like, just a, it's just a straight revenge tale. I mean, there's no frills to it, really. Like, it just, like, it's as, it's as basic as a revenge tale can be. It's just the way that it's told and executed on is so perfect. And I think the acting is really good. And I think there's many moments in it that are just, like, excellent. But I think what Final Fantasy VII pulled off in terms of what it was expected of it, and I'm talking about just story, even, and I guess you can implicate this to, like, the entire experience as a whole, but, like, it over-delivered somehow. Like, yes. even the story did, specifically the story even, because we're also talking about it, like, eight months, nine months, ten months later, and talking about maybe different timeline. We sound like the ancient aliens guy right now, you know? Like, there's different <laughs> timelines, and wow! <laughs> uh, crazy like hair. Alex, Alex uh, Jones. Yeah, exactly, screaming about black helicopters in the sky. Um, anyway, but seriously, I, I just, like, I, we're still talking about it all this time later, you know? And, like, yeah. I, I feel like for me, especially after having this conversation, and probably especially after what Dan's going to say, like, I think Final Fantasy's got to go over Ghost of Tsushima, even though, if you ask me on any other day, Ghost of Tsushima might, might be my number one, just because of the way okay. that it told its story. But, uh, all right, Dan, I, make the case for Final Fantasy, I mean, and where would you rank it out of these three? I mean, samurais are obviously awesome, so that is that is tough. It's already yeah. plural. I don't know if this will be eloquent, uh, Kyle, but I appreciate the, you know, the confidence. Uh, vote of confidence. But, um, I mean, yeah, for me, for me, it, it actually is tough because it's it actually is super close between Last of Us and uh, Seven Remake. But Seven Remake does edge out Last of Us for me personally. Um, Shocker! <laughs> surprise mother so on brand of you <laughs> um so yeah like kind of like how we were saying it so jeff is is uh, is new to the series um i'm not new to the series kyle isn't new to the series uh tim isn't new to the series but so this game really worked on a couple of different fronts was nostalgia and newcomers mm-hmm. it worked for jeff even though he has you you haven't played the original right jeff no. Okay. So it worked for Jeff. He thought he there were parts about that game that he really enjoyed, and he, he literally has no background of of the original game. So mm-hmm. he has no like, oh, like that moment was in the original, and they fleshed it out. Or this moment's completely new. Like for example, chapter four. That entire chapter was not in the original game whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, that's the one when you're on the bikes in the tunnel, and then you get to that like. Um, oh wow. Yeah, like that whole that, that, that whole Roche character is brand new. Yeah, yeah, Ro- that, yeah, Roach. Yeah. Which, by the way, Ignition that's Flame, so the song that's playing when you're fighting him, amazing. Yeah, yes. super um, great. Yeah, yeah, best score. Um, yeah, so best like, score. <laughs> yeah, best score. Um, so like, it works on that front for people who haven't experienced the game. They jump in, they're like, "Oh, this is super cool." Even if even if it's anime bullshit, like, it's it's just super cool. I really like it. The characters are awesome. And then it works for you know us veterans because we've played the original. Some of us maybe more than others, but. Dan, what about characters like uh, Jesse and and the other two guys? I'm blanking on the names. I'm sorry. Uh, Wedge and um, Biggs. Wedge and Biggs. Yes, thank you. Know. you. How dare you? Um, tell, talk a little bit about how <laughs> characters like that were expounded on because they were just such minor, let's just get the game started characters in the original mm-hmm. one. And how did you feel about the way they built those out? Because I thought when I first started it, honestly, I thought, oh, they're just going to pad this thing out. Right. They're just going to add extra padding, lots of extra bonus stuff to find, whatever. But they actually built in true characters with depth yeah. that I cared about. I was shocked at that. 
I loved everybody well, in Avalanche. You know? This it, it it really all just freaking blends into this potential possibility of this game not really being a remake. Um, I, I'm I, I'm not gonna say very. I'm gonna try to not say very specific things, but I will be a bit spoilery. So anybody who wants to skip ahead, just skip ahead. Um, but like, yeah, with the whole alter, like this being an alternate timeline or, or essentially this timeline sort of overriding the original timeline. Cause essentially like Sephiroth, some stuff with Sephiroth and I'll get to that later, but, um, they're clearly expanding on like with example, Jesse, Wedge and Biggs, they expanded on them because they're going to potentially show up in the other games mm-hmm. because in the original one, all three of them died in that one sequence. Yeah, yeah. And then in this one, there's some stuff where it's like, well, hold on. This is a little different. Yeah. Uh, we don't really know f- for sure, but it seems like, you know, maybe that's not totally the case. And then there's theories of, like, you know, potentially them popping up in certain other locations. Because, for example, Jesse mentions, how, um, like, with her mom and her dad. Well, her dad's in a coma, but... Um, telling her mom that she works at the Golden Saucer and she's an actress there or part-time actress or whatever. So then there's like this theory that when we get to that part in the remakes that she's actually going to be there potentially, mm-hmm. but like things are going to be a little different for various reasons that happen. So is, in, is the hope, the by remake, the way, you so. just remind, I forgot that those three characters all died in the they first died, time. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I forgot that, but I just remember that they fell out of the story, but I guess that's why they're dead. Um, right. In the original version. So does that, does that, does that, provide hope that other character deaths later in the original game are now going to be adjusted or changed well, or avoided yes that the course, that's, i think so <laughs> of course that's potentially what people are thinking but yes. like come it de- on it depends on what camp you fall in right because it's either either that moment has to happen for various reasons or all of these changes are occurring to prevent that from happening but then there's also this a potential of like well let's say let's say that death doesn't happen right then people are wondering, well, are they going to, like, in the last game have it where there's a good ending and a bad ending? Like, maybe because that person didn't die, then it actually makes it so you don't get to do this one particular thing, and then the yeah. actual world does get destroyed, so then you right. get the bad ending? Like, yeah, does like that the, thing um, have to happen? You know what I mean? Like the decision yeah. at the end of that first Don't Nod game, I'm always blanking out on the name of it for whatever reason. Oh, uh, Life is Strange? Yeah, where you have to make that choice yeah. at the end. Yeah, between the, it, yeah. Exactly, exactly, similar to that. You know, here's the thing. So, I think that's just such an iconic moment. It is. I know we're we're speculating. This is all speculation now. There's just yeah. such an iconic moment in the Final Fantasy series and Final Fantasy VII, that major character death, not only visually but also storytelling-wise. It just hits home in the right ways and allows the story to progress it's and the conclusion. Important. So it's. I think it's yeah. incredibly important. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, putting... Putting yeah, aside think, speculation of the future, sure. Um, what in your mind gives this the edge over Last of Us, and is that more of like a hey, just for me personally, I can't, I can't put anything above this because it's too meaningful to me, or do you truly think that objectively the story, the progression of characters and the storyline being told is truly better than Last of Us? And so, Ghost? so with so for me with story, I like to sort of have there be like a mystery that is pushing me along and then if you're going to have like sequels 
then there's some like some things get resolved right but like then it ends and it's like oh there's a really cool mystery and there's going to be a sequel so then i get to experience that and that carries over so that's cool because then i get to kind of still be with these characters and experience these new things that's what's going on here because they're literally taking an original game that was one game on three discs and expanding it into multiple parts we don't know how many parts yet but um I, I like the mystery and the intrigue that they're doing here because, again, they're they're retelling a story and potentially it's actually a sequel because of various things that they're maybe trying to do. And also, really, like like Kyle said, we're still talking about the game because yeah. it's just so much fun. The mystery of it, like, is this actually a sequel or mm-hmm. are they just messing with our heads and it's not? And they're just retelling a story and, and they're just doing these interesting story things where they're kind of being like, well you know did we just add stuff or are we changing it what are we doing we're messing with your head does remake actually mean we remade the original or is sephiroth remaking the timeline what's going on it's and to me at some points it feels like two characters in this game kind of know what's going on and are very omnipresent yeah maybe this has happened before and that everyone's been here before and and like and that and i don't maybe i'm putting too much of my own theory into it maybe i'm reading too much into it but i think that there's some key moments where i'm just like and that that's the stuff that I linger on to, like all these yeah. months later. It's like, man, they took a twenty year old game and told us a, a a five hour version of that story, a stretch across forty hours, added so much more to it, and it's the thing I'm still thinking about yeah. nine mm-hmm. months later, you know, like and mm-hmm. like uh, and we're, it's only a portion of the story, you know. <laughs> obviously, yeah. Last of Us Part Two is is masterful, and I and again, like I said, I it is legitimately super close between the two games, but like. And that's saying a lot if you guys know how much Dan loves Final Fantasy. That's saying a lot. <laughs> I, but I love I love the first Last of Us. It's one of my right. favorite. It's it's like a top three, top five game of all time. Right. Gotcha. Um, yeah. But like, I'll, I'll be very honest. I'm not saying this just to be like, oh, I'm so smart. I, I, being very honest, I definitely was anticipating that particular moment in the beginning of the game that we were trying to avo- avoid spoiling, spoiling earlier. Yeah. Same. I anticipated that happening. So at here. some point in the game, I did too. I, I just, it, it just definitely seemed like something that had to happen. Well, yeah, so, I mean, I felt, I felt like the game was kind of walking deading us. Yes, uh, a little bit. Uh, I mean, because it is kind of the same environment that yeah. they're in, where sure. you know, people that you love don't live long. Right. Um. So, so I was, Walking I was, Dead was a good show. Oh, yeah, remember that? Remember, that? Yeah, remember, remember when guys? you cared? Remember when you cared about that? So show? yeah. Yes. While while the story that they're telling in Last of Us is masterful. I mean, in my opinion, the way that they're telling the story in this remake and 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 the things that they're changing, the things that they're adding, how they're ex- expounding on the on these particular things that were there before, how Aerith, Aerith seems more self-aware in this game, yeah, which does. then attributes to the whole potentially this being a sequel because she seems to know things and and there's mo- there's literal moments where she says like like somebody's talking to her and she like stops for a second and she's thinking and she says something and like Tifa's like what Aerith what is it that you're not telling us and then like a moment kind of interrupts that conversation yeah. so then Tifa forgets to kind of ask her again never like, mind the ghost things that pop up every time the story right changes, you know <laughs> which is which is like people were annoyed by that and track, I kind of get it because it just looked like the Dementors from freaking Harry Dementors. Potter but like yeah. and the Dementors the Dementors don't drop the soap don't drop the soap <laughs> <laughs> but like they're 
they're there for Change a very specific legs. reason, but they're also kind of s- symbolizing the fandom. If you think about it, the fandom wants these things to happen because that's what yeah. they're, the, oh my the, God. those ghosts are those, the fates they're, they're there for a yeah. reason. They're trying to make the events that happen in the original happen in this, in this one. That's literally what they're doing. Yeah. Trying to keep and that's kind of on a, on a linear path, you know? Yeah. Which is what the fans want, or some fans want it, right? Because they were like, oh, I just want a one-for-one one one remake, just the That's same meta. story. It's number one. That's meta. Like it's number one. <laughs> yeah. But, like, so it's kind of almost kind of being like, oh, it's almost like Square Enix mocking the the fans that just wanted it to be a carbon copy. It's like, well, you know, this is what you guys want, but, like, we're... It's like out. those those things are the fans that are pushing them to go a certain direction, and they're right. fighting Time. that's really cool but, they, but the yeah. heroes are trying to break fate which by the end of the game then you know that sort of moment happens and 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 there's yeah. all the glowy stuff around midgar because suddenly maybe they're not there anymore so it's like well if nothing is guiding these heroes to continue doing the same beats is the second part going to be yeah maybe part two is them breaking the fourth wall and they keep looking at the camera like you're doing this <laughs> yeah right um, <laughs> I just, just like I, keeps on pointing finger gun that you know. For me, games that have the best story, <laughs> a game to me that has the best story has has mystery. It has intrigue. I think the character, the characters in the game have to be really interesting and well written. Yeah. Uh, and again, the, this was a non voiced game originally, so now they added voices, which is like a really tough thing because it's like you know people are gonna have opinions. It's like oh well, that exactly. voice. You have matter. the head cannon like. This person sounds like this in yeah. my head, you know, and then like they, but everyone sounds great. And that's a dangerous <laughs> game, but they yeah, delivered it's on such it, a dangerous you know? game. Yeah, and they, yeah. they killed it with everybody. Like I like every, even like Jesse and everyone like that. Like everyone was just perfect. You know? People yeah. had low expectations because when they announced this at that E3 of Dreams, that E3 where they showed freaking this, they showed uh, yeah. well, um, Shenmue three, Shenmue three, and then yeah. they revealed um, God of War. Yeah, no, it was uh, was it God of War? Uh, no, it was God the Guardian. What is it, Guardian something? The Last Guardians. Last Guardians. Right. Guardians. Um, when they when they unve- when they like, hey, we're actually remaking this, and then some time passed, and it was like, oh, Cyber Connect, the guys that do the Naruto games are making it. It's like, all right, well, that's a little weird. They're just yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's so out of out of. Oh, it's so weird. That was such a weird choice for them. <laughs> yeah, they were like, oh, okay, so they're not doing it themselves. That's uh, hopefully this turns out okay. And then some time passed, and then and then it was like Square Enix is actually reverting all of the uh, recent. They're they're doing the game internally now. So yeah. so then it's, it's like, like it's oh well. Over. So now it's been like four or five years, and now they're starting over from scratch. Like when the hell? It, it was like it was like Final Fantasy 15 all over again. Where it's yeah. like, how long is it going to be until we see this game? And then the game came out. And people had low expectations, and they just blew all of us away. Or at least the people that enjoyed it. Some people still didn't enjoy it, but I think legitimately they surprised us. They did a really good job. They they added stuff to it that, you know, is meaningful for the future parts. Because, again, it's, it's, they are. Hopefully they make. Yeah. I know, yeah. I'm scared of that part, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so let me try to. We're looking at these three games. I think we'll be looking at them again when we do our overall category in the future as well, which probably won't be this week. But I'm glad we're spending the time on the story. I'm enjoying this. I'm okay yeah, to same. delay the overall to the next week. That's fine. I just want to say one more thing. Oh, go I ahead. Think, I think probably most likely, I think it's pretty obvious, Last of Us will win Game of the Year. So let's just get Final Fantasy Story of the Year. I mean, let's come on. <laughs> let's just at least give it the Story of the Year. <laughs> so I, I do want to make sure... not going to win Game of the Year, so like, just give me something, all right? <laughs> I do want to make sure that... It's a little bit of love on story. I just, oh, are you guys still there? Yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, I, I 
I'm not. I wasn't trying to insinuate that I don't like the story of Ghost. No, you did insinuate it, and I'm offended. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think you said I hated Ghost. I, I I did like it, um, but as much as I loved the world visuals and gameplay of Ghosts, I liked. I think those get the edge for me personally over Last of Us Part Two. Just my personal preference, what I enjoy. Last of Us Part Two gets the edge on story. Actually, it, it doesn't get the edge. It I think it demolishes Ghost and story personally, but. Um, Ghost tells a really strong story of, you know, the revenge story. It does a good job of it. And specifically the final showdown, uh, which is, you know, very personal and very moving. And you have a decision to make at the end. I found that to be quite impactful. The rest of the game, the rest of the story, I found to be good. Was it amazing? I didn't find it to be amazing. There were moments that I actually thought the gameplay and the story that's on the narrative they're telling don't always mesh that well together. You know, the thing, and now some of that could be, hey, we purposefully want you to feel bad about being stealthy. Okay, fair. That's fine. I just felt there was too many inconsistencies for me to say it's at the top. So I think Ghost lands pretty firmly in the third position between these three. Because the other two, I genuinely feel like if an, if an award show, for example, picked either of those to win Best Story, I'd be happy. Because I think Final Fantasy and Last of Us Stories are both top notch. I think Ghost of Tsushima is just in that tier just below them, personally. Mm. Uh, well, you're is wrong. Anyone, you're is wrong. anyone wanting and, to fight uh, Ghost to be above those two? Uh, see, no, that's actually, the thing is I agree with your order, but nothing about how what you said about Ghost. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't agree with anything that you said, but I agree with your order. See, that, that the thing is, actually, uh, I have become since uh, since uh, the Dan rant. I've become. Uh, it's not really a rant though. He's just making good points. Um, I have become more receptive to Ghost being number three because of. Also, Kyle mentioned the point of us still talking about it and theorizing off of mm-hmm. the story yeah. from the remake. Um, yeah. So, I'm yeah, I'm far more flexible with putting that. See, the thing when two. you when you rank stuff, you can't just talk about how good something else is. You have to counterbalance it. Like everything we've talked about with Last of Us and the emotional mm-hmm. impact and roller coaster and just stunning character and the thing, the shock value and the surprise and delight to do. The Final Fantasy VII remake where they took you on a ride you did not expect, and they're blowing our minds with what they're doing with that story. This is not a bash on Ghost. It's not trying to do those two things, but it also didn't do those two things. It, it didn't take me... the spectacle that these other two things have. And this didn't take me on an emotional roller coaster. I thought it was awesome. I felt Weird. like a bash. Okay. I, I didn't easy. have an emotional roller coaster <laughs> with Ghost. I thought it was good. I, I feel like I was on an emotional roller coaster, especially because you get so close to a lot of the side characters in that game. Uh, and like But the you can avoid some of them, on. too. You can, that's true, Because yeah. at, the, at the end of the game, there is even, I forget who it is, I forget her name when you speak to her, um, but she'd be like, oh yeah, there's still that person that you haven't met up with, why don't you go see how he or she is doing, so like, there's even kind of like, in the game, they'll be like, oh, you haven't done that yet, you should go do that, mm-hmm. so like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you might Listen, miss out on those moments, you know? Similar to some of the other games that didn't make it this high, it's got some really impactful story moments, for sure. Yeah. But as an overall story, start to finish, looking at the entire arc, Love the character of Jin. I mean, this is one of the best overall games, if not the best, with one of the best stories of the year. I just don't think it's close to the other two. And that doesn't mean it's bad. It's just not... I don't think it's close to Final Fantasy or Last of Us. Um, And we'll talk about it more with overall, too, because Ghost... I've talked about this before. It still is vying for first place of my favorite overall game because it's so freaking fun to play. And it looks amazing. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Um, I just... I'm, I'm just thinking about the narrative... 
it's not quite on par with the other two, in my opinion. That being said, Dan, you really made a great case for Final Fantasy VII. I would have no issue if 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 the three of you are all like hardcore and must be number one. I won't lose any sleep over it. I just think Last of Us Part Two still takes the cake as best narrative of the year. It surprised me. It made me mad. It made me sad. It made me happy. It did all everything in between. Yeah. And what, by the time it was all done. I just kind of leaned back. It's one of the few times that I didn't skip credits. I just kind of leaned back and watched the credits and just thought about it. Oh, dude, yes. I was like, uh, uh, you know, Kyle and I and uh, our friend JD, we have like a, a trio chat that we just constantly hit up every day. And I was just in the chat like, I don't even know what to do with myself now. Yeah. <laughs> Finish this game. <laughs> so like, that's, I, just, I, mean, I don't know what life is like when I can't stop, when I, when I think, when I can't think about this game anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, where it just leaves my brain because it's just... Mm. I'm in a life now where I've experienced that story. It sounds super corny to say. But and, it's, uh, it's the only nah. game that gave me the same response story-wise. Again, just story-wise. Same response that I got after finishing a show like Breaking Bad, where I just leaned yeah. back and was like, what a ride. Yeah, dude. That's, that's it. That's it. That yeah. is insane to me. Now, when I finished Final Fantasy VII Remake, I wanted... When I finished Final Fantasy VII Remake, I was bummed because I know there's so much more. And I was like, oh, I can't wait for the next one. So yeah. it wasn't that I sat there and thought, what a crazy story. And I, you know, started to question my life. <laughs> like yeah, last yeah. Two, me do. But I, I still thought it was amazing. So all that to say for me, it's, we'll just start ranking these so we can wrap this, this one up. Last of us part two, then final fantasy seven, then ghost of Tsushima is how I would vote. And I'm okay with this kind of casting our I'm votes right for that. this. I'm all right with that now. I would I actually was, vote. You know I would vote that way too, even though I think final fantasy seven oh. is amazing, but like, I think that there's something to be said about like having a full story and an ending and everything like that. And I don't think that should be a dock against final fantasy seven, but it should be something we elevate last of us for. Uh, and despite not me getting to the end, I know that like, I know it sticks to landing cause I've heard you guys talk about it and I've heard the internet talk about it. And I just know that like, it's one of those things that um, you just feel completed after after watching or experiencing. Like I know the final. Like I know the final. Uh, I don't have to argue for this game anymore. I just wanted to bring it up. Um, <laughs> I know the final like boss fight. I guess you could call it in Last of Us Two isn't necessarily like an amazing because there's a uh, three fourths of the way through the game. There's a big boss fight and it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, so the final one isn't that, but it is certainly one of the most cinematic final boss fights. I've I didn't want to hit the button on that last one. Yeah. It I mean, was. And there I mean, was like Sephiroth. No, Sephiroth. Yeah, have you I fought Sephiroth? Smash. Like, <laughs> I wanted to smash Sephiroth. There was like no score. It was just the brutality yeah. of it was yeah. just the focus of it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, man. That, so Jeff, yeah. where did you land on these three? Oh yeah, the same thing with uh, Last of Us being number one, uh, then Final Fantasy, and then Ghost, because you guys have swayed me. Well, I guess Moving up Remake fun. will not be winning first place in anything this year, you bastards. Kyle, what, <laughs> did, you, Kyle, what did you say on this one? Uh, the same as, as as you and Jeff. Um, I, I Again, I really like Final Fantasy VII Remake, but The Last of Us, just like, there's something to be said about having an end. It's, it's really crazy because 2019, Final Fantasy would have finished first place in just about every respect. And that's despite re- me really liking stuff like Outer Worlds and, you know, the Fallen Order. I loved those games. but Outer Wilds? Yeah. No. 
Um, uh, yeah, I played Outer Wilds finally. Didn't didn't love it. <laughs> Kyle, that's game. because it's a bad video game. Yeah, I, I didn't know what was going on. I kept on flying out of the solar system so a, far, like nothing was populating anymore. Like, ah, fuck that game, man. <laughs> so, I mean, this is basically our game of the year list, right? So, and so Dan, you're going. Which which order do you have two and three? You have Final Fantasy as number one. What do you have as two and three? It would be Seven Remake and then Last of Us and Ghost, yeah. But I mean, yeah, the, the, I feel like this is just going to be the our goatee is going to basically probably be this. Yeah. I'm going to guess. I, I told you guys in uh, in in when I did the PlayStation summary thing, which wasn't working for me as, as soon as it was everybody else for some reason. But anyway, these were my top three games that i played for play yeah me too these are my top three games and not in this order so uh <laughs> dan while i probably agree with you in terms of how the whole podcast is gonna go it ain't what i'm fighting for so yeah. <laughs> hey we could have had a deadlock if you picked the same as me yeah uh, let's let's let's, let's just go let's let this go on for three more hours i, I love that idea yeah i love it yeah because we could sit here all day and be like well the music in oh, final fantasy man. elevates the story yeah. And... Also, yeah well also the music in final fantasy remake is like absurdly better than than last of us but that's fine yeah. Absurdly, I would go absurdly. absurdly. Yes, I, I don't know. I would say that it's those, better, I mean, but it's not I absurdly. Would, I, I mean, I coming from that. acoustic guitar boy over here, like, of course you're gonna like hey, the last of us. <laughs> oh, he's gonna play us a song. Here we go. Let's play us out. Oh, the heartstrings. Can you sing it like Pearl Jam? That that is nice. We can, there it is. Just do uh, the Sephiroth. Uh, one winged angel, please. Yeah, one winged angel. Yeah. <laughs> I assume there's a lot of like metal guitar in, in their rock oriented songs like that type of stuff where you're yeah. like, okay, I can't do that. <laughs> you know, it'll be interesting when we do shift over to do overall game and uh, the, the hope is that Derek will join us for that one as we wrap that up and I'm okay with extending this I know I announced it as the last but I'm okay with doing one more week this was fun <laughs> yeah. um, but um, it'll be interesting to see where that all lands because you know now that we're rethinking through Final Fantasy 7 I'm like cause I'll be totally transparent I've got it right now overall as my third favorite game of the year but yeah. now I'm like was it my third favorite? Still not or was first, it though. my second? Like, I, I don't know. Was it my first? I, I can't, I, I'm gonna have to think about my, this. I feel like my top two are a lock, and then every, there's like a disparity between the rest of my list almost. Can we just have a best RPG so it wins first place in something? Can we, did it not win best music? <laughs> did we not crown it that? Oh, maybe. I think that was just our favorites. We did per- personal picks, oh, and yeah, pretty much yeah. all of us said that music was the best. Yeah. So then, yeah, it won that. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> no, I need I need something official, Kyle. I yeah. need the official. <laughs> I, Dan, Dan, the community didn't pick it for anything. I can Our community that. is fucking stupid, all right? So <laughs> <laughs> hey, turn I it mean, off. If you're listening they from the group, guy, turn they it picked off. Fall Guys over whatever, like, I don't even know. <laughs> all right, so here are the best stories as picked by our favorite community. Thanks again for voting. Don't listen to Dan. Um, number four was Ghost of Tsushima. Number three was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Ha! All right. Okay. Number two, actually, the top two got, they were only separated by two votes. They were really close. It was Cyberpunk 2077 oh, yeah. in second place, and Last of Us Part Two in first place. Glad they love Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. What a bunch uh, of casuals. Because, you know, it's it, you hear this, <laughs> this, this uh, I don't want to call it an echo chamber, but you hear people that 
do not like the story of Last of Us Part Two are so freaking loud about it. Yeah, right. but I that you're just like, oh, well, then clearly it, everybody will hate this. So I'm very happy to hear that people like us and, and the people that voted um, I, also. I, I know maybe two or three friends personally who just hate the second game, but mo- I but I know thirty who love it. Like, oh, it was amazing. Yeah. So like, like the people I, that I hate it are very like, Oof. yeah, stupid. Don't bring it. It's kind of like Last stupid. Jedi. Don't bring yeah. it up. Don't bring up Last Jedi online. <laughs> it's the same thing. Don't do that. Just don't yeah. bring it up because yeah. people will just be like, oh, 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 oh like with all their they'll, energy. They'll like, send oh, death threats to your family. Up that movie. <laughs> Something wrong with people. Tell you what. Somebody legitimately said to me on Facebook, Last Jedi is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, you haven't seen a lot of movies then. Yeah, no, I could yeah. show you. Yeah. A lot of I could show hey, you. Let me, bad movies. let me just review our top 10 that we landed on for uh, best story. Okay. And. The top three were really tough. Well, top two were really tough. Um, number 10 is Haven. Then Tell Me Why, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Marvel's Avengers, Cyberpunk 2077, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ghost of Tsushima, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and The Last of Us Part Two. A lot of good stories in games this year. Yeah. Yeah, big time. And, uh, again, I didn't think 2019 was the strongest in any sense, and this year was a definite step up for stories overall. So... All right, well, that does it for us this week. I know it was another long episode, but the stories this year were compelling, and hopefully our conversation about them was also compelling. And Dan's going to go and make a post about how stupid we are now uh, for not picking yeah. I'm just going to commit uh, Sempuku. Is that right? <laughs> Is that how you pronounce it, Sempuku? Just... Uh, <laughs> sorry, community, I couldn't fight for Cyberpunk Hard. Everybody hates that game, so... <laughs> Everybody. Oh, I, man, I tried, just wait I tried the, my hardest. <laughs> just wait till the game of the year. Oh, man. I'm going to be so outvoted on the game of the year. Uh, I'm telling you, it's literally <laughs> just going to be this list. We might as well just say this is our game of the year list. <laughs> but I don't think Shima so. Hazen is and, better Hazen than Last of Us. Tell me like, why. If Marvel's Avengers makes our final list, someone's going to get killed. No, yeah, they won't. <laughs> like some Half that list won't be in the... Yeah, yeah. Like right. even but I meant was top up. three. The top three will be basically. Yes. You know, yeah. All right, it's gonna be interchangeable. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening this week. You guys, thanks for joining in for this conversation. And next week, next week we'll wrap up with best overall game. You guys have a fantastic week. We'll see you then. Peace.